Welcome to Firefox News Online, the world's number one internet radio and internet video broadcast. The rules apply. No personal attacks, threats, or hate speech will be tolerated in the chat room at any time. If you commit to these acts, you will be removed from the chat room and your chat will be deleted. Also, if we're using a phone line, the same rules apply. This is a roundtable discussion broadcast, so please, no cross-talking during the broadcast. And finally, the use of media materials is protected by the Fair Use Clause of the U.S. Copyright Act of 1976, which allows for the rebroadcast of copyrighted materials for the purposes of commentary, criticism, education, and news reporting. Firefox News Online Productions and the News Division adhere to the criteria of the Fair Use Clause 100% across the board. The views and opinions that will be expressed in this broadcast are that of myself and those who join me, and do not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of anyone else or this broadcasting service. And now, it's time for Firefox News Online. One nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Tonight are my talking points. The match. And now, America, it is time for Talking Points. The views and opinions expressed in Talking Points are that of the host and the host alone, and do not reflect the views and opinions of anyone else for this broadcasting service. Tonight in my Talking Points, the match is lit and the powder keg is going to eventually blow. Weapons were found in an encampment near the former CHOP zone, and apparently that's just the beginning. Look, let's not fool ourselves. I said this last night. I've said it several times already. This is a situation that 
is going to escalate beyond the big cities. And it's coming, folks. I can feel it in my bones. And here's the way it's going to happen, I think. This is just my opinion. I'm not saying this is exactly how it will be. But, you know, you can pretty much see the writing on the wall. You really can. So here's the deal. You have weapons found at an encampment near the former CHOP zone. You have Dr. Bricks wanting mandatory face masks statewide. And now it's combining these two with the already volatile situation that we are seeing on our streets in the major cities. The situation is going to spill over into the rural towns, smaller cities, and so forth. It's going to get to the point where we're not going to want to leave our homes. It's going to get to the point where we're going to have a massive massive shootout on our streets and innocent blood is going to get spilled yet again. This is a situation that has gone beyond intolerable. This is a situation that must be stopped and stopped now. The Democrats will cry foul if the Insurrection Act is invoked and I got news for the Democrats. I really don't at this point give two shits what you think. You want to sit there on your ass and not really denounce Antifa and Black Lives Matter for the terroristic actions they've taken on our streets, rioting and looting, pillaging and plundering. Well, you know what? It's time we said something. We started fighting back. And to the police chiefs of every major city across America, if you're going to sit there with your dicks up your ass and do nothing because the mayors or the governors or both ordered you to stand down, then get the fuck out of America's way and let the American people do the job you failed to do. And to all of you Antifa slash BLMers, let me give you a piece of friendly advice. You see us coming, you better start running because this shit has gone on long enough. People in this country are fed up with the rioting, the looting, the pillaging, the plundering. Business owners are losing their shirts because of you. Innocent Americans who work for these shops that you've stolen from and or burned to the ground have lost their jobs, like I said, and they have nothing more to lose. So they figure, you know what, Antifa, BLM, your ass is grass and we're the lawnmower. It's coming down to a massive war on our streets. And I'll tell you something right now, folks. I know this is what's coming down the pipe. Trust me. I see the writing on the wall every day. And this is only going to escalate. It's going to keep getting worse. All right? I mean, when you've got police officers out there in riot gear, when you've got people attacking people with weapons yeah god man don't don't think for one minute that you're safe in your rural town there's a guy that used to come to my show who kept telling me it'll never happen where he is it'll never happen where he is well i got news for him and anyone like him yeah it's coming and you better be ready it's spilling over All right, Dr. Bricks 
is urging aggressive face mask enforcement. Okay? She's actually calling for statewide face mask mandates, even though the people, you and I, don't want that at all. I want to go back to the normal way of life, not this new normal that everybody keeps pushing on us. I'm sick of this, and I know you are too. Okay? It's gone on long enough. You add insult to injury. Like I said, all right, these Portland protesters finally pushed the mayor out of his condo. You think that would wake him up? Probably not. All right. And insult to injury. The Seattle police discovered these weapons while sweeping a camp near the former chop zone. Hello. It's like the man said in the movie, Planet of the Apes. It's a madhouse. A madhouse. I kid you not, folks, this is only going to keep getting worse. Look, the more people commit violent actions, the more dangerous it becomes for decent folks like you and I. And this is the boiling point. This is the boiling point. We cannot afford to let this go on any longer. The President of the United States needs to invoke the Insurrection Act. He needs to do that now. It's gone on too far. It could very well jeopardize the election come November. And I'm willing to bet that's what the Democrats are hoping for. I'm really willing to bet that's what the Democrats are hoping for. And finally, in my talking points, there comes a time in our collective lives, when we realize we have not gone as far as man can go, or woman, women can do this too. I know they can. I've seen them do the impossible. So men and women from 20 years of age right up to good grief, right up to their 90s, if need be, can do this. And this is something any of us can do as long as we have a good, strong mental ability. Uh, We have something in common. And most important of all, we have something to offer future generations as they're coming up. Do you know what that is? Knowledge. They say knowledge is power. And knowledge being power, we who have it can share it freely. We who have it also can abuse it freely. We who have it can make or break someone's life. We who have it know the awesome responsibility of knowledge. Knowledge is that which we learn from others. 
the fact that we have revisionist history says that what we learned, my generation, is not correct. It's not politically correct. But you know what? Knowledge, as I said, is power. History and knowledge of it is a threat to those who call America a democracy. But yet, and I'm going to show you what I mean, folks, but yet America was never founded as a democracy. If you look thoroughly at the Declaration of Independence and the Constitution of the United States of America, you will not find the word democracy written anywhere in either document. You will not find it in the Bill of Rights. America was never founded as a democracy. America was founded as a constitutional republic. This is the kind of history that is a threat to the left and their agenda when it comes to revisionist history. Much of the history books are becoming thinner and thinner every day. I ask you, America, what knowledge do you have? For example, do you have the knowledge of how to do mathematics without taking five or ten additional steps the way young people are being taught today? Do you remember how you did math in school? Show the young people in your life how you did math when you were their age. Why, I know for a fact, they'll look at you cross-eyed and go, but that's not how we're taught to do it. See, again, knowledge is power. We know a faster way to add up, to multiply, divide, subtract, and so forth. We learned a simpler method. There's an old saying, if it ain't broke, Don't try to fix it. But that's what the left is doing. They're trying to fix it. They're trying to fix the election in their favor, and they're trying to fix an educational system that isn't broken. They want to keep it an indoctrination education. Hashtag FFNOP. Hashtag FFNOP. Trend tonight's broadcast all over the globe on social media right now. And with that having been said, it is now time, as always, for the rest of the story. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to Firefox News Online, live and direct from our studios here in the Hudson Valley. And believe me, tonight is one of those nights. Yes, for those of you who are watching me on the video platforms... Yes, you're not seeing an optical illusion. I am actually wearing a shirt and tie. I thought I'd do something a little different tonight. Yeah, I figure what the hell, you know? Now, if I could just get rid of this shininess on my on, on my forehead, I'd be happy. But uh, oh well, can't win them all. All right, people. We are here. We are live, large, and in charge. And believe me, that's no tall order. You know, 
I've got a clip here that I'm going to play in a few moments. It's from One American News. One of the producers there decided she was going to uh, give us a little some a, a little a little knowledge. Okay, a little information. And uh, you know what? They say, as I said in my talking points, knowledge is power. Maybe we need to uh, really apply that. We need to apply that in our everyday life. We need to apply that with our young people. We need to apply that because... Obviously, the knowledge the left wants our youth to know is not what we learned. Revisionist history. It has its, uh, it has its sad commentary in our society. But one American news uh, producer... excuse me, Uh, Karen McKinney, explains how how the Marxists are are trying to take over. I thought this was an interesting item to put out there. I really did. So I'm going to put this clip on And I want you to listen very carefully to what she says. Because what she says speaks volumes. They say the Vietnam War was lost in the living rooms of America. Well, it's been almost 50 years since the fall of Saigon, and the soul of the country is being lost the same way, with the media largely to blame. We need a revolution in order to overthrow this system, bring a whole new communist world into being. Fundamentally transform the country. We ain't about to wait until the next election. We about to go get that mother There's a communist revolution exploding in American streets. Not only is the mainstream media MIA when it comes to containment efforts, they're actually the ones fanning the flames. Now, of course, it's nothing surprising. You already knew that. But what we are seeing right now in the media is no longer simply bias. It's a coup, and I use that term deliberately. Let me ask you a question. Do you know what Andrew Weissman, the man known as Mueller's pit bull prosecutor, is up to these days? What about Lisa Page, Andrew McCabe, James Clapper, or even uh, John Brennan? Would you be surprised to learn they're now working with MSNBC and CNN, respectively? The bottom line here is that the coup failed at the highest levels of government, and now they need a new insurance policy to prevent the president from serving a second term. Their strategy so far has been to divide and conquer, whether it be gender, sexual orientation, immigration status, or race. There's a reason why the Soviet Union used to spend some of its propaganda budget on deepening the racial divides here in the U.S. because the communists knew it's our Achilles heel. Not because we're a racist nation, but because we're a caring nation, unlike any in the world. But nice people get taken advantage of, especially by ruthless and godless thugs, like the leftists we're dealing with today. President Trump putting it bluntly during his interview this week. 
Black Lives Matter is a Marxist organization. You remember pigs in a blanket, fry them like bacon. That was the first time I ever heard of Black Lives Matter. I said, that's a terrible name. It's so discriminatory. It's bad for black people. It's bad for everybody. He's exactly right. But why Marxism? It's infected almost every continent on Earth, killing well over 100 million people. So why are so many elitists trying to resurrect it here? The easy answer is power. America was founded on the separation of powers, emboldening a broad coalition of people, ensuring that no one group can dominate the rest of society. But Marxism concentrates all the power into the hands of a few elite, essentially giving them the keys to the kingdom to fundamentally reshape and reorder society in whatever way they want. If you think about it, the federal government here in the U.S. grew at its fastest pace and encroached the furthest on our civil liberties during the times of great disaster and civil strife, such as during the administrations of FDR and LBJ. But the only problem is power-hungry Democrats need to actually win the Oval Office first before they can capitalize off the pain and misery of the American people. So get ready for more of this type of nonsensical reporting because Democrats think the chaos helps them as long as no one looks too closely at who or what is behind it. For One American News, I'm Kara McKinney. So, there you have it. 347-945-5747. Let's talk about this and a lot more tonight on this edition of Firefox News Online. The reason is clear why we should re-elect Donald Trump to the Oval Office, why we must do whatever it takes legally, legally to re-elect this man. We must at we must at every opportunity put the word out on election day if you vote for Joe Biden you're wasting your vote because if you vote for Joe Biden and you're wasting your vote you're actually voting for a communist Marxist regime because look at what Barack Obama said he wanted to fundamentally transform America Joe Biden is saying basically the same thing the fundamental transformation of America under Obama was to defund our military cut the military strength to nearly pre-World War II levels, apologize for America's involvement in World War II, especially after Japan bombed Pearl Harbor. That's the fundamental transformation the left wants. That's the kind of lunacy that we're seeing on our streets today. In that clip, you heard someone say, death to America. And that person's an American, supposedly. 
Well, I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but if you don't like this country that much, leave it. You don't like what what this country has has to offer? Get out. Move. Move, baby. Get the hell out of town. Leave while you have an opportunity. There is no excuse for being an asshole. And there's an even bigger reason not to be a fool. Only a fool would say death to America, and they are Americans, because they obviously hate their own country. Because that's the way the left operates. Think about it, folks. I mean, seriously, think about that. I've seen in my life, and and at 57 years of age, I've seen quite a bit. Not a lot, but quite a bit. I've seen the disastrous insanity of the left in recent years. I've seen what they what they represent and what they offer. And what they're offering I want no part of. That's why I say we should do everything we can within the within the law to get Donald Trump reelected. And the reason I say within the law is because the Democrats will accuse Donald Trump of collusion again with Russia and maybe even China and all this other crapola. Do you know what? That collusion narrative died because it failed them. It was a disastrous idea. They knew it but they went for it anyway. Three four seven nine four five five seven four seven. How many times have we seen in this country? How many times have we seen the left do some insanely stupid things and then when it failed they blamed the other side. How many times? I lost count. I truly did. I lost count as to how many times. And at this juncture, I don't know if I want to keep counting because after a while, it just becomes ridiculously insane to just do that because, hey, the left doesn't care about you doesn't care about me, doesn't care about anybody but themselves. 
I've seen a lot of of things being put out there. I've seen a lot of things being put out there. Now, one article that I'm going to bring up right now, it has to do with the Portland, uh, they call it protests, I call it riots. You say tomato, I say tomato. But apparently the mayor of Portland is planning to move as soon as the riots outside his condo cease. Good luck with that one there, Ted Wheeler. Good luck with that one. In an email, Ted Wheeler told the other tenants of his Pearl District condo he would be vacating the space to find a new place to live. He stated he's making the move for his and everyone's, everyone else's safety and peace. The mayor has also apologized for bringing everyone into his politics. I want to express my sincere apologies for the damage to our home and the fear that you are experiencing due to my position. It's unfair to all of you who have no role in politics or in my administration, he said. Demonstrators have notably swarmed the area surrounding the building where they continue to call for his immediate resignation. I am here because Ted Wheeler should resign. Last night, 100 cops arrested 29 peaceful protesters. Meanwhile, down the street from my house, one family's house was shot up. They didn't have cops there for 17 hours because he's so busy arresting people like me, peaceful protesters. A comment from Robin McAlpine. Footage showed some protesters setting fires. Again, these aren't protesters. These are rioters. They need to understand the difference breaking windows, and even perpetrating assaults. President Trump reacted to this news by highlighting the the distrust between the people of Portland and their mayor. On Wednesday, the president said Ted Wheeler has harassed, was harassed, sorry, by so-called friendly protesters. He went on to say the anarchists have treated Wheeler horribly, even though he is so nice and respectful to them. He added, criminals only understand strength. In the Trump tweet, Mayor Wheeler just got harassed out of his own home in Portland by so-called Friendly protesters, the anarchists, agitators, and looters treat him horribly, even though he is so nice and respectful to them. 
like I said, criminals only understand strength. Donald Trump said, as you know, in Portland, the mayor last night was raided. His home was raided. He was thrown out of his home. Then he'll stand... Then he'll stand up and fight for these people. These people only know one thing, and that's strength. Wheeler has denounced the violence and assaults posted on social media. The mayor noted this behavior contributes to a more dangerous neighborhood and addressed issues surrounding out-of-towners coming into the city to watch the unrest. It is actually disturbing to me that there are people who are coming from out of town, out of state, to witness these activities, stated Wheeler. This is not a tourist opportunity. This is not a spectacle. However, some believe his words aren't enough. The mayor continues to openly refuse to help. He openly refuses help from the White House to get the city under control. He has also limited police activity and presence, which is preventing them from making meaningful arrests and keeping residents safe. Acting Homeland Security Secretary Chad Wolf recently sent a letter to the mayor. In the letter, Wolf urged him to prioritize public safety and to request federal assistance to restore law and order in Portland. Local police will join Wheeler on Thursday for a meeting where residents can voice their concerns over the current state of the city riots and level of police involvement. You know, when you decide to limit the ability of the police to do their job and do it effectively, You're basically opening a can of worms. You're opening a Pandora's box. 678 area code, go ahead. Hello, nigger, nigger, nigger. You know, you are one because you're ignorant. Goodbye. (sighs) Here we go again. Uh, Sorry about that, ladies and gentlemen. A witless idiot. Probably one of the peaceful protesters. Yep. Must be one of those peaceful protesters. Joining me right now... Gunslinger is on the line. How you doing, Gun? Well, actually, it's uh, kind of wet. We got three inches of rain since last evening. How about that? <laughs> Seventy days without rain. Now we're getting flooded. <laughs> Go figure. I don't like it. Wait five minutes, it'll change. This takes a few days. Well, we had our share of rain today. I can tell you with certainty we uh, we kind of got a little drenched here. It was it's been a while since we saw some rain, but we got our share. Yeah, 
So what? So you heard you heard the clip that I played. What are your thoughts on it? Well, like I said, for those people that we've known this before, that we're voting for these idiots, these Democratic mayors, you're getting what you deserve. I mean, it's unfortunate that the businesses are closed. It's unfortunate that their businesses are getting burned to the ground, okay? But if you were smart, you wouldn't have elected this idiot, this mayor. And you see, you, you heard him. Well, I'm leaving town. Gee whiz. I wonder why. Hmm? I guess, is the heat getting to you? Okay. You got your dick in the fucking oven or something? So you can't take the heat, boy. You see how cowards they are. Even the mayor is a cowering little fucking bitch to bow down to these people. Antifa, BLM, what the hell ever you want to call these fools. Okay? So, until you get a mayor with some balls, uh, some backbone to tell the police go get them, boys. Okay? This is going to continue. Or, unless Trump uh, pulls in that insurrection act, he's already stated he can stop it in an hour, okay? And he's right. He sends in the, the, the cavalry, as the old saying goes. It'll, it'll stop within an hour. Because most of those people will be uh, uh, facing federal charges, okay? So, but if you get the key elements and people that are really causing the problems, get them out of the way first. Then, like I said before, you cut the head off the vine and the vine dies. Plain simple. Mm-hmm. Look, it's 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 a foregone conclusion that the um, you know that the insanity that we've seen across America in major cities um, is the re- direct result of Democrat mayors and Democrat uh, governors allowing it to happen by l- tying the hands of the police. And I'm getting sick and tired of them using George Floyd as an excuse. I'm getting tired of them using any death at the hands of police as an excuse to continue rioting and looting and causing mass panic and property destruction. This mayor, Ted Wheeler, is getting exactly what he deserves. He's getting exactly what he deserves, but the people that live in the the condo complex where he lives you know, they they have nothing to do with it, with his with his policies, his administration, or anything like that. They're innocent victims in all of this, by the looks of it. And yeah, get the fuck out of Dodge, Wheeler. You know what? Why don't you resign? That'd be even better. Just resign, <clears throat> because you know, I get the impression that. Until that happens, until that happens, there's not going to be any. Uh, there's not going to be any uh, reasonable human being in the mayor's office in Portland that's going to turn around and say, "You know what, Portland PD, guess what? You're going to get the." Um, 
you're going to get the, the, the shackles removed from your, from your wrists. We're going to untie your hands. You're going to do what you need to do to protect the people of this city and the, and the property uh, that the people own, the businesses that are being w- wiped out. Has gone. It's gone too far. You know, they they think that by burning a, a building down, destroying a, a store, is sending a message. The only thing it's the only message it's really sending, gunslinger, and and I I I can say this with certainty, is that they're they're a bunch of fuck ups, screw ups, and assholes. You know. Degenerates that need to be incarcerated in a mental hospital for the rest of their natural lives. Okay, that's what needs to happen. Throw throw them in, into a padded room, throw away the fucking key, be done with it. You know, and untie these officers' hands because by tying their hands. They are basically telling the people, you know, that aren't protesters, that aren't rioters, that are, you know, just the average John and Jane Q. publics that are trying to just live their lives. Fuck you. We don't care about you. That's what these these liberals are doing. And if this is the kind of person you want in the Oval Office... Someone who doesn't even truly denounce the uh, violence and with and mean it. Joe Biden didn't denounce shit. He 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 read it from a script. So please give me a break. Well, you see, this is the type of people. These are society rejects. Okay. These are the type of people that want to, say, defund the police. Okay? When something happens to them, what's the first thing they call? The fucking police. Okay? These people are so stupid that if they, they do not realize that if there was no cops or very limited cops, these people would be the front lines to get killed. Okay? The, the very people that are asking or demanding, not asking but demanding, they defund the police would be the first ones that the real criminals, the big criminals out there, are going to literally eat up and spit out their fucking assholes, okay? They will become targets for these criminals, the real criminals, okay? I'm not talking about the protesters. They're just a bunch of pussies, okay? I'm talking about the real criminals that they will say, hey, man, it's open season on your ass, boy, okay? The very same people that are trying to defund the fucking police will become the victims, if not worse. They'll probably be killed, okay? So, uh, let's go show you how hypocritical these dumb fucks are, okay? Look at, well, we talked about uh, Piglosi yesterday. You know what that bitch doing now? She's demanding an apology from the salon owner for leaking, leaking that that picture. 
demanding an apology. For what? Exposing the fucking truth? How hypocritical that bitch is? Wait, 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 wait a minute, wait a minute, wait, wait a minute, hold the phone here. She's actually demanding that the salon owner apologize for leaking that video? Yes, for, yes, for, for, show, for showing her hypocrisy? If I were the salon owner, I'd, I'd, t- I'd tell her to go fuck herself three ways to Sunday. I tell her to go kiss her. I tell her, I'll tell you what, Miss Pelosi, kiss my fat fucking ass, and I'll even mark the fucking spot, okay? That salon owner doesn't owe you shit. Your hypocrisy is showing, and 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 I'm glad I'm glad that video got out. I'm really glad it did. I'm sorry, but. Uh, you're going to sit there and demand an apology when someone showed when someone showed you abusing your your authority, your power as speaker of the house to get a wash and blow dry at a business that's been shuttered and they're not even supposed to have people inside the building, it's supposed to be done outdoors. Really? Get the Fuck out of here, bitch, because you are done. Go ahead. Well, yeah, you're right. I mean, I couldn't believe it, but that only goes to show you the hypocrisy of these fucking dumb fucks. And that's exactly what they are, they're dumb fucks. They're hypocritical dumb fucks. Okay? To do that, and to, you know, the, the business owner... You know, they have to have those chairs. They rent those chairs to different stylists, okay? Just not mm-hmm. the owner that does it. They're not employees. They're kind of like subcontractors, I guess, if you want to use that word. So if they if they can't go in there and do it, they're not making no money. <clears throat> the business owner is not making no money. But Miss Pelosi can go in there and say, you open your store just for me. Aren't I special? Fuck you, bitch. Yeah, I, 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 I'm sorry, but somewhere along the line, could someone please remind me why we even pay this bitch any mind? I mean, seriously, why do we even listen to her fucking dumbass? I mean... Really, this this pathetic waste of space is one of the many people who are in, who were instrumental in convincing governors to shut down our economy, to shut down our nation, which really didn't have to happen, but it did. That's the reality. Well, I'll tell you what, Gunslinger. Uh, I hope you're sitting down because, brother, you're about. To, I'm about to. I'm about to. Uh, I'm about to. Get, uh, oh boy, I'm, you're going to get pissed in a second. That Doctor Bricks. 
This woman is out of her fucking mind. She is urgent. She urges aggressive face mask enforcement. Yeah. Aggressive face mask enforcement. Get a load of this, folks. You're gonna. You're just gonna love the way stupid people really operate. And this person is supposed to be looking out for us. Dr. Deborah Bricks has called for statewide face mask mandates despite mounting public resentment. To every university student out there, if you have done something that is not so great and so smart, you've been in a crowd without a mask, you're likely to become infected, she stated. Do not go home to your parents or your grandparents over Labor Day weekend and spread the virus to them. The White House Task Force Coordinator made those comments to reporters in Livonia, Michigan on Wednesday. Her remarks came after many schools across the U.S. resumed in-person classes with new safety precautions in place. Bricks also stated, and local officials, she also praised state and local officials, sorry, for enforcing face mask mandates. This is Deborah, uh, Dr. Deborah Bricks, responding uh, response coordinator for the White House Coronavirus Task Force, saying the following, the best enforcement for masks is retail. I will see people like get out of their car, run up to the gas station, and then they say they see the sign, no mask, no entry, that kind of constant behavioral reinforcement that we need to have a mask on when we're in public and anywhere. So it is not theoretical, masks work. Okay, this is what she said. Now, according to reports, the number of COVID-19 cases has surpassed 6 million, despite face mask mandates being in place for months in a number of states. Okay. So you're, you're, you're telling states to mandate wearing of masks. Are you saying we should wear a mask while we're at home? Hmm. Um, let me let me just show you folks something here. For those of you watching on the video platforms, okay. You know, I got to take my headset off for just a moment, so I won't be able to hear what you're saying, Gun. So bear with me. All right. Here we have a reusable mask. Okay. Now, if I put this thing on, if I have to wear this mask for, for the whole show, if they say I have to wear a mask even in my own house and I live alone, can you imagine a journalist in a major news, news service having to sit at the anchor desk wearing one of these fucking masks for an hour? 
One, a friend of this broadcast who, who uh, right now is uh, not able to join us uh, because of uh, he, he had an he had an accident and he's in, you know he's got he's got problem he's got a problem with his ribs. I'll leave it at that. Suffice to say, he had a he had he knows someone who tested every type of mask used. The N95s, these reusables, the works. Okay? Let me get this thing off my face. Okay? What you're doing when you put these things on your face, whether it's this type or even one of these uh, disposable jobs, you are breathing your own carbon dioxide back into your body which is turning your body toxic. I put that mask, I put on a disposable mask because it's easier to breathe through, or at least kind of breathe through, uh, when I go into a, before I go into a store. Once I leave that, that establishment, the mask comes right off my face. I take it right the fuck off because one in the summertime, with the humidity and the heat, I have a difficult time as it is, you know, catching my breath because the humidity, I have a, 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 an issue with heat and humidity. So, having said that, you're breathing your own carbon dioxide back into your body, okay? And it's turning your body toxic. And this dumbass, she's supposed to be a doctor? Cuckoo, cuckoo, cuckoo in the fucking Cocoa Puffs. There's shit they're not telling us. The mainstream media won't tell us. Guess what? I will. I'll say it loud and clear. Cherokee Rose, watching by way of Periscope.tv, says... Oh, my God. Dr. Bricks should be fired. She is fear-mongering. You can say that again, Cherokee Rose. She is. She's fear-mongering. Oh, no doubt about that. Oh, no doubt about that at all. Nope, nope, nope. Hashtag fire Bricks. Hashtag fire Fauci. I would love to see those hashtags trend big time. The last comment from Cherokee Rose, she says, no way. It is so unhealthy to wear the masks. And like I said, you're breathing your own carbon dioxide back into your body, which turns your blood toxic, which turns everything else in your body toxic. Hey, listen, when I pass gas, that's toxic enough. Don't, know, don't need to be any more toxic than that. But I digress. So, uh, what do you think about this gun with this uh, with Doctor Bricks and her bullshit idea to mandate masks? Doesn't that sound like what the Democrats want? Well, yeah, I mean that's yeah, that's what the Democrats want. Obviously, they like that control shit. This Doctor Brick about as dumb as a brick. A brick is pretty fucking dumb. Try to go talk to him. 
can't even get a hold of them. Okay. So, you know, um, where's she supposed to be? Doctor? Are you kidding me? I mean, what is this? A doctor of Rick? Oh, I mean, geez, you know, invent the brick. Not stupid. Okay. So, you know, say, you know, the mask may be a good idea while you're in public, like you go to the to convenience store or something like that, hey, you know, it's better safe than sorry, but to wear it all the time, bullshit, you're only in that store for just a few minutes, put the fucking mask on, go in there, do your business, come back out, take it off, okay, I wouldn't wear it all the time. Hell no, you're absolutely right. You're poisoning yourself. Keep it on all the time. I mean, that's what the idea of breathing out is getting all carbon dioxide and all the germs that's in your body. You know, your body's full of germs, whether you like it or not. Um, so you don't want to, you don't want to recycle, as the old saying goes. So um, yeah, I mean, to a, limited to a point. Okay, masks are okay. But anything else beyond that, like you, like you said, wearing a mask in your home, you live by yourself. What? Are you crazy? Are you totally these people are, are nuts. Okay. Well, I mean, it doesn't make any sense. And you got all these protesters, and you got all these beachgoers. Look at any fucking bring up any fucking cam on any fucking beach anywhere in the United States or anywhere else for that matter, and you'll see literally thousands of people on the fucking beach. They're not wearing masks. What are they all of a sudden immune to it? So what's up with that? Right. Yeah, they—they're not going after the rioters that that are out there not wearing masks and everything. But yeah, they'll go after us. Yeah. And and what really bothers me about all of this is, you know, there are some states that are actually fining people for not wearing a mask, for not practicing social distancing. I tell people I, I tell people up front, look, do I need to wear a sign on my back that says, stay back about 10 feet, or I'm liable to fart? Do I need to wear a sign like that? I mean, seriously, do I need to do that? I mean... That would be the only way to keep people outside in public from getting too close to you. I know what you can do to put a sign on your back. Danger. Hazardous material ahead. Now keep it back. (laughs) There you go. That'll work. (laughs) Or, Or put a sign that says, Danger. Noxious possible possibility of noxious fumes from the rear. Yeah, <laughs> that, <laughs> that might get me thrown in a loony bin, but <laughs> you know, what the hell? But you know, you got to laugh at the absurd. Sometimes you really do. You have to laugh at the absurd because what we're seeing in this country is, you know. The insanity, the, the overreach on the part of, of local government 
and state governments uh, where they 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 claim you're in violation of the law if you don't wear a mask. But the wearing of a mask is done by they do it by executive order, the governors. Like here in New York, Governor Cuomo wrote, wrote, signed an executive order requiring people to wear masks in public, right? I'll tell you right now, I, I could walk out any given day and not see people wearing a mask while walking down the street. Also, and I witnessed this for myself the other day. I actually saw a person who's wearing an who's got a portable oxygen tank on them. Okay? Went to go in the same store I was going into. Now, the CDC states on their website that if you have a breathing issue, you do not have to wear a mask. Okay? When they got into the store, one of the employees immediately told the person, you know, said to the person, do you have a mask? And they, and they said, no, because the CDC says I don't have to wear one. I'm on oxygen. This, the employee told the person to leave the store until they get a mask on. I followed that person right out of the store, and, the, 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 and I had a mask on. And the guy goes, you don't have to leave. You, you're wearing a mask. I said, yeah, I do have to leave. Because if I, don't, if I stay any longer, I'm liable to say something I'll regret. And he goes, what do you mean by that? I said, okay. The CDC stated on their website that people with breathing issues do not have to wear masks. This person's on oxygen. You just cost yourself a customer. And if this gets out, you could lose a lot more customers. Nice going. And by the way, you just lost a customer. Times two. They won't be back, and I damn sure won't be back. Mask or no mask. I was pissed. When I got outside, the... uh, the person that was on oxygen looked at me and said, you didn't have to do that, sir. And I said, yes, I did. It's wrong to ignore what the CDC says about the wearing of masks for people who are in a situation like you are. That's, that's, that's just being plain stupid and rude. And I, I do not tolerate stupid, and I do not tolerate rude. And I'm sure it's happening all over the country. You know that gun? I'm sure it's happening everywhere. Where people on, you know, on oxygen or having breathing issues are being told, you, 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 no mask, no service. And they, they, they tell them, look, I, I have an issue wearing a mask because I, I can't breathe. And what do people have to do? Start wearing... Carrying a, a letter from their doctor 
to show these people my patient cannot wear a mask because they have COPD, because they have emphysema, because they have asthma. Is that what has to happen in order to get some people to understand what the CDC states? Dr. Bricks doesn't even, doesn't even mention the CDC in her comments. That's what really pisses me off about her. She makes this stupid-ass comment about mandating masks, but forgets what the CDC said. It's insane. I'm sorry, but there has to, there's got to be a, a, a fundamental line drawn as to what you know is being done in this country. That's why I say we, we need to make sure that Donald Trump gets reelected. Can you imagine what will happen to this country if, Don, if Joe Biden wins? Can you imagine how badly this country would be torn down? It would be like having Obama back in office. Only worse. Go ahead. Well, you're absolutely correct. I mean, you know, if you look, I put an article earlier today in the FFNO that uh, you could see Joe Biden came out of his basement today, yesterday or whatever it was, gave a speech, and he was so worn out that they had to cancel the rest of the day. Get this. You can look at that picture and say, there's something wrong with him, okay? That, that, that dude's not in good health. You, that right there should disqualify him immediately from being a candidate for any office, for that matter, especially the highest fucking office in the entire land, the president of the United States. Obviously, he's not going to win, okay? He's going to be a shooter for Trump. But you can look at it, and you can see there's something wrong with him, okay? Blundering and incoherent and all this shit. You want a fucking fool like that at the, at the helm of the biggest and most powerful ship on the goddamn face of this planet called the United States of America? What the fuck planet did you come from, son? Okay? Are you that stupid? Or was you just born that way? Go ahead. <laughs> oh, believe me. It's... It's unfortunate that you know this this situation is, is is turning so disgusting. It really is, and I, I don't know what what sane human being would actually listen to uh, to this idiot Fauci or even Bricks. Why the president? continues to listen to them is beyond me. I turn around, I, I, if, it, if I were in his shoes, I'd turn to Bricks and go, we don't need to mandate the wearing of masks because now you're, now you're saying, because what, what, you're, you're not saying what the CDC says about people with breathing issues. You left that out. Why? 
You need to clarify your comments. And if you're not willing to clarify your comments, you need to go. Because this is not this is not going to fly. Dis, disregarding the CDC's recommendations is insanity. Uh, wow. Uh, by the way, ladies and gentlemen, I have some sad news to to to, to report tonight. Um, New York Mets Hall of Famer Tom Seaver has died at the age of seventy-five. Uh, he was uh, he was part of the, that amazing Mets of my youth. I remember watching the Mets as a child when he was pitching, and this guy was top shelf. He really was. Um, But Hall of Famer Tom Seaver, a three-time Cy Young Award winner and 12-time All-Star, died at the age of 75. Um... Seaver died Monday in his sleep of complications of Lewy body dementia and COVID-19. See, he he they, they say what he died he died of 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 a of Lewy of, of, of Lewy body dementia, but they had to throw in COVID-19. Well, I have an ulterior motive. Oh, somebody's got an, uh, an ulterior motive. Someone has an ulterior motive. Hopefully, it's listening to this broadcast. Seaver, <laughs> uh, known as Tom Terrific, won 311 games and had a 2.86 earn run average over a 20-year major league career that spanned from 1967 to 1986. He was a member of the 1969 Miracle Mets, winning the team's first World Series that year. Former teammate Ed Cranepool said when he joined as a rookie, he pitched like a 35-year-old. He had a great head on his shoulders, adding they became a different team when Seaver walked into the locker room in 1967. Seaver was elected to the Hall of Fame in 1992 when he was named on 98.8% of the ballots cast. At the time, that was the highest voting percentage in history. I am deeply saddened by the death of Tom Seaver, one of the greatest pitchers of all time. Major League Baseball Commissioner Rob Manfred said in a statement, Tom was a gentleman who represented the best of our national pastime. He was synonymous with the New York Mets and their unforgettable 1969 season. After their 
improbable World Series championship, Tom became a household name to baseball fans, a responsibility he carried out with distinction throughout his life. On behalf of Major League Baseball, I extend my condolences to Tom's family, his admirers, throughout our game, Mets fans, and the many people he touched. Tom Seaver, dead at the age of 75. You know, the sad reality is, um, you know, when it's your time to go, it's your time to go. But I really dislike bringing up COVID-19 and any death. And I doubt we'll ever find out if it was actually the case or not, if he actually had COVID-19 or not. But to lose one's life from dementia, well, that's hard, that, that's hard enough. You know, I lost a parent to Alzheimer's. And it's, it, it's, it's hard to watch a person deteriorate in that fashion. It really is. But Tom Seaver was one of the best in baseball. He was one of the best. Now, getting back to what Gunslinger brought up, he posted this uh, item in the uh, Firefox News Online News and Topic chat room on, on Facebook. Uh, it says here in the headline, this is from the Gateway Pundit, Basement Biden is so exhausted from yesterday's big speech that his campaign started the morning by calling a lid shutting down for the day. Oh, really? 77-year-old Joe Biden left his basement on Monday and traveled to Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania for a big speech. There was a handful of reporters sitting in social distancing circles and a few dozen people outside of the venue, including media. Biden also delivered a few pizzas to a fire station where he got heckled by a Trump supporter. Good. This was just too much work for basement Biden. Biden's campaign started off Tuesday morning by calling a lid, shutting down for the day. Pool report. The Biden campaign started the morning by calling a lid. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. There will be a virtual fundraiser later in the afternoon and a pool report for that, but we are told not to expect any pooled movements from Biden for the rest of the day. Biden needs a nap. Meanwhile, President Trump is traveling to Kenosha. He he went to Kenosha on Tuesday after he already answered dozens of questions from reporters. Yep, he went to Kenosha. He wanted to, he, he wanted to see just how bad the situation really was in the aftermath of what happened there. Now, I don't blame him. That's leadership. He went there hope, in, in the hopes of bringing calm and to to a to a to the frazzled nerves of the community. 
So good for President Trump. Now, believe it or not, remember last night I report I brought up the story about how Joy Reid over at MSNBC was being told she needs to apologize for her Islamophobic comments. Well, guess what? She declined to apologize for those Muslim comments and suggested critics were not in good faith. Really? Is that a, is that a fact now? According to the information I have here, Joy Reid addressed her controversial remarks that led critics to accuse her of Islamophobia Wednesday, but did not offer an apology, instead suggesting the criticism was not in good faith. During a panel discussion on Monday's edition of The Readout, Reid had accused President Trump of radicalizing his supporters, comparing them to Islamic extremists. Leaders, let's say in the Muslim world, talk a lot of violent talk and encourage their supporters to be willing to commit violence, including on their own bodies, in order to win against whoever they decide is the enemy. This is what she said. She went on to say, we in the U.S. media describe that as they are radicalizing those people, particularly when they are radicalizing young people. That's how we talk about the way Muslims act. When you see what Donald Trump is doing, is that any different from what we describe as radicalizing people? Now, on Wednesday, Reid closed the show with an expanded discussion about Trump's radicalization of his supporters and how Muslims are unfairly depicted as terrorists in the mainstream media. She began with, if Trump was a Muslim leader, not the leader of the Christian right, how would we in the media describe what he is doing? I asked that question on Monday, and there was a lot of conversation, particularly online, after the segment aired, some of which was, frankly, not in good faith. But some of the conversation reflected the genuine feelings of people who have been subjected to that kind of stereotyping that I described and who take matters like this to heart because of it. And we should all be sensitive to that, and I certainly should have been sensitive to that. The host acknowledged to her panel that her comments were not exactly the most artful way of asking that question. Really? (laughs) Joy Reid, you are absolutely positively the biggest moron on the planet. I don't like Tlaib, and I don't like Omar, I don't like AOC, I don't like Presley, and quite frankly, I don't like Democrats, period. Okay? But... You're a liberal broadcaster. 
you sit there and you attack the president, but you're not willing to tell the truth about Joe Biden. Hmm. Then you go and make some comments like this and you expect to be uh, able to skate. <laughs> yeah, no, that's not going to happen. While I, dis- while I do not agree with Omar, Tlaib, and, and the others, their calling for her to apologize was, you know, was the right thing to do. <laughs> and I'm surprised I'm even saying that, but it's true. But she decided, Reed, not to apologize. Now, I'm going to say this openly on the air. MSNBC needs to fire Joy Reid, and any on-air talent that goes that far, that makes that big a blunder. It's an embarrassment, and you should know better. You got rid of Chris Matthews for what happened with his big mouth. Don't be afraid to do the same with Joy Reid or anyone else. The longer she stays on your network, the more the hypocrisy runs rampant. Any thoughts, Gunn? Well, you know, like I said, she's an idiot. You said it better than, well, you know, I don't know what else word you will. Yeah, there is words. Of idiot, dumb fuck, you know, dipshit. Uh, you know, I these people, I <laughs> they amaze me of their stupidity of how they can even come up with concepts like this is goes beyond fantastic. I mean, do they stay up at night and think about this shit and say, let's see, how can we fuck people? Hmm, can we fuck them this way? Can we fuck them that way? Can we fuck them in between? I mean, they have to do something like that because how else do they do it? I mean, I, but that goes all, all across the board, too. Look at everything that these people have done, even in the past four years, since, you know, they're, most of them are Trump hater, haters anyway. So when you have somebody that is trying to purposely tear down this country, tear down the very thing that this country is based upon, okay, you know, and the safety of the citizens, exposing the, the citizens to domestic terrorism and being killed and I mean, you're supposed to be safe in your own country, okay? But yet these people don't want you to be safe, obviously. There's only, you can't you can't be on both sides of the fence at the same time, okay? You either want safety or you don't. These people don't. I mean, it would be like back in the barbaric times if they had their way. And that's like I said a little ago, they themselves <coughs> would become victims, because they know mm-hmm. that's good, that that's the law-abiding citizens. We will know who caused this, okay? And, well, you know, as the old saying goes, deer season's open. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not surprised. You know? I'm not surprised by any of, any of her comments. But, yeah, you're right. Tier season's open. Uh, 
I, you, you remember the classic Looney Tunes cartoon? You've got Bugs Bunny on the left. Donald, uh, I almost said the wrong name. Oh, shit. Daffy Duck on the right. And they're ripping these signs off the tree going, rabbit season, duck season, rabbit season, duck season. Right? Well, how about this? Somebody makes a Looney Tunes style cartoon. Biden season, Trump season, Biden season, Trump season, Biden season, and then revert and then have Trump go, Trump season. And then but Joe, the, the caricature of Joe Biden goes, Biden season, fire, boom. And have him stand there and go, with his hair all all darkened from 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 a shotgun blast, and he's got powder burns on his face, and he goes, he should have him go. You're despicable, because that's what Joe Biden. That's the way Joe Biden thinks. He thinks that Trump is despicable. Yeah, he's despicably good at what he does. Think about that. Speaking of despicably horrible, let's see here. If I can find the... uh... Oh, great. It's... Come on, where is it? Here it is. Take a listen to this clip. It's from Tucker Carlson tonight. And he brings up the subject, why Joe Biden can't disavow Antifa and BLM. Let's hear his thoughts on that one. If we can get it to play here. If you've been online recently, you've probably seen this. If you type Antifa.com into your browser, you go automatically to the Joe Biden for President website. Antifa.com is linked directly to JoeBiden.com. It's not an internet rumor. It's actually true. We just did it. You're not supposed to think anything about this. You've been commanded not to. Reuters issued a, quote, fact check yesterday, reassuring you that this is not proof of a connection among the two. And no, it's not proof. It seems unlikely that the Biden campaign set this up. But the Biden campaign is almost surely benefiting from it, as some percentage of its voters go on the internet looking for directions on how to make urine bombs, and wind up on the campaign webpage and then give money. So the question is, why hasn't the Biden campaign issued a statement about it? Why hasn't Biden disavowed it? For that matter, why hasn't Biden disavowed Antifa itself? If the address KuKuxKlan.com brought you to Donald Trump's website, you can be confident Reuters would not issue a fact check telling you it's no big deal. At a press conference today, Joe Biden's handlers finally allowed him to answer some questions, He was asked about the violence in cities like Kenosha and Portland, and he had yet another opportunity to condemn Antifa, as well as BLM. Both Antifa and BLM are extremist organizations that promote violence. But Biden did not condemn them. He did the opposite. Remember the BLM psychopaths who cheered when a Trump supporter was assassinated in Portland over the weekend? We showed you the tape on Monday. Joe Biden essentially said he agreed with them. He said the dead guy asked for it. Watch this. I think what happened in... uh 
in uh, Portland, where a one of the Trump guys riding along in vans inciting response is shooting rubber bullets, I guess, or paintballs. Apparently, there was someone shot by someone in the crowd with a bullet killed. I think that person should meet the legal requirements of whatever that calls for. We should be investigated, and it should follow through on what needs to be done. Someone should make an ad out of that. It's remarkable. Look how hard he's trying not to say a single, not one, cross or critical word about a murderer. The guy who assassinated an American on the street, says Joe Biden, should, quote, meet legal requirements? What the hell is that? Why not just say it's wrong to shoot people for supporting my opponent? I don't want my campaign associated with people like this, with murderers and criminals. Simple. But Joe Biden won't say that. He won't say anything like that ever. You just saw him go to great pains not to even suggest that. And you know why? Joe Biden can't disavow Antifa. He can't disavow BLM, despite the fact that both promote violence. Because Joe Biden benefits from Antifa and BLM. Let's stop lying about it. That's what's happening. Okay. You heard what Tucker said about Joe Biden not disavowing Antifa. What are your thoughts on that gun? Well, I mean, look at all the other things that Sleepy Joe has done. Do you think he's got any backbone to stand up against these people? No. <laughs> or would he stand up to these people? No. Nope. Um, it's, you know, that's the way he is, Sleepy Joe. <clears throat> he doesn't have enough sense to pull piss out of a boot. None of those idiots does, including Camel Toad, you know, Sleepy Joe and Camel Toad. Those are, those are a classic pair of mates hell. So, you know, I, you know, you can't, you can't say anything good about these people because of their actions. You know, actions speak louder than words. They always did, they do, and they always will. So when he does that and doesn't, you know, in other words, he's basically agreeing with them. Okay. Um, there you have it. Trump 2020. Yeah, I mean, I mean, Gunslinger... Maybe it's just me, but I get the impression. I get the impression that if Joe Biden were to actually and actually sincerely disavow and denounce the actions of Antifa and BLM, he probably would be looked at by his supporters as a traitor. And the loss that he's going to suffer in November would be even worse. That's why he's not disavowing these these these, um, these candy ass bastards, because he knows that as soon as he does, it's over for him. It's truly over for him. What are you going to do? Well, ladies and gentlemen, it finally happened. Microsoft, whom I refer to as Microshaft, 
has decided to announce some new tech amid aimed at detecting and preventing deep fakes. Deep fakes. When I, before I went on the air tonight, I, I decided to look up deep fakes. There, is, there are actually people out there who, who, with today's technology, can turn around and use certain software. There's a, there was a software package out there by Adobe called Voco, where you, where you had a recording of someone speaking. And then with that same rec- recording software, it's not available now. I think they pulled it from the market. I tried finding it, and I can't find it anywhere. They, uh, with their computer, they can, they can erase a word here, a word there, change it, and then play it back, and it would, it would be in, the, in this person's voice saying these words. Like, for example, let's say I had that software, and I was just horsing around with it, and I said... President Trump is the greatest president in history. Okay? Now, take out the word greatest and put in worst. Again, this software would use my voice to say the word worst. So instead of being President Trump is the greatest president in, hi- in history, it would sound it would it would make me sound like it would make it sound like i said president trump is the worst president in history and with that kind of software people would think i said something that ridiculous so i got an understanding of the of deep fakes People out there have software that can do this stuff, even with, even with the right kind of video editing software or, mini, or, the, or video, a video version of Photoshop. They could actually painstakingly make it look like the person is actually saying the words, and you believe it. Now... As I said, Microsoft has released a new technology that may help combat the use of deep fake videos ahead of this year's election. Now, on Tuesday, the company announced the Microsoft Video Authenticator. This tool will reportedly be able to identify manipulated videos, which have been a source of misinformation in recent days. The other new software will allow creators to certify their videos with Microsoft so people can verify their authenticity. In July, MIT released a video demonstrating how deep fake technology can be used and is difficult to detect. Now, there is a YouTube video demonstrating this, and, they, and it used the, moon, the Apollo 11 moonshot for this. I sat here watching that video, and my jaw dropped. Now, I'm not going to 
I'm not going to uh, put this up on the. Uh, I'm not going to play this on air because it would be a bit much to try and get this uh, synced and everything. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to uh, place the video link in the chat room for those of you in the chat room, and I'll even include the video link on the. Uh, on the video platforms that I can put it to, which unfortunately I can only place it on two of the five video platforms in their respective chat rooms uh, through the through the restream service I use. But I would suggest people share this, but be sure to mention that this that this video was created using the kind of software that can make it that makes it look like the person is saying something that actually was never said. Okay? So there's that. And aside from which uh the video is like 7 minutes and 46 seconds long. Okay? It's not that long of a video. So take a look at it when you have time, folks. Um, let me see here. I want to make sure that. Oh, come on, really? All right, what you're going to want to do is look up Apollo Space Program. It's, it, it comes from Encyclopedia Britannica. Now, anybody who's ever grown up with an encyclopedia in their household, um, I do believe my parents had Encyclopedia Britannica in the house, as memory serves. Um, But the the title of it is very um, ominous. I'm going to uh, it's in in event of moon disaster. Okay, and the one of the um, the first thing that that it, that comes up in text on the screen is in July 1969 the USA sent two astronauts on the Apollo 11 mission to walk on the moon okay a speech was written for president nixon in case the astronauts could not return to earth And then it, it shows the video, a video of, of before the, the launch takes place, and it goes on. You know, with, it shows it, manipul- it shows a deep fake disaster where the astronauts ended up end up stranded on the moon and no chance of rescue.
After that, you see the color bar. You'll see color bars, and it'll say CBS News Special Report, just like it did back in the day. It'll show you the White House. They're setting up the, the desk for, the president, for President Nixon to sit at and so forth. And, of course, President Nixon delivers that speech that, that announcement about the astronauts stranded on the moon. This never happened. No speech was ever written for him for that for that possibility for that event, for that possibility. And when you look at the video, this the video is created to make it look like he's actually delivering this speech and his and it's in his words it's in his voice but the words have been manipulated through software like i like i talked about with the adobe voco okay so take the time to look at it it's in event of moon disaster okay that's the title of it so when you when you go to um, when you go to YouTube, type in "in event of moon disaster," okay, and put that in the type that in the search. You're going to get two items: "in event of moon disaster" speech and full film. Go to the one that says full film. Okay. That's the one that, I'm, that, that I put in the chat room. So in event of moon disaster, full film. Seven minutes and 47 seconds long. This, this, will, this will truly have you wondering just how, how serious this deep fake stuff is. And it's being used by people to make us think that certain things have happened or certain things are happening, but in actuality, they're not. Think about it, folks. This is the kind of stuff... Now, some people will be going... I'm sure people are sitting there right now. You're listening to me right now talk about this, and you're probably saying to yourself, oh, that's conspiracy theory. I don't do conspiracy theories here, okay? But go to YouTube, type in, in event of moon disaster, and in the search, you're going to see, in, in event of moon disaster, full film. That's the one to go to you'll see what this manipulation, this deep fake looks like. Pay close attention to the Nixon speech. Well, it's supposed to be Nixon doing this speech, but he never did this speech. Okay? So Microsoft is putting this this, uh, technology out there. Okay? And like it says here, in July, MIT released a video demonstrating how deep fake technology can be used and is difficult to detect. 
That's the in event of moon disaster full film that I just I just brought up. Microsoft stated it is planning to work with BBC, CBC, and the New York Times to test its new authenticator technology. This kind of video manipulation could be used against, and I I shudder to say this, this kind of technology could very well be used against Donald Trump, our sitting president. To make it to make him to make it look like he said one thing when he never said it at all. That's the deep state using deep fake. Okay. What do you think of that one, Gun? Well, that's interesting. Uh, I never knew about that backup plan or whatever they had there. Uh, but it's always good. It was, it's a backup plan that didn't exist. That's why they call it yeah. a deep fake. Right. Well, you know, even though it's whatever, it's, everything needs to have a backup plan. I don't care what it is, how extreme it sounds. I mean, it's always good. Plan. I mean, it's either that or be caught with your pants down. So, yeah. <laughs> It's it's a good idea. The concept is good anyway. Well, here's the thing. Bear with me. I had to turn my fan on. It's a little warm in here. Here's the thing. Okay. I was told by my first sergeant to always have a backup plan. I had other NCOs tell me always have a backup plan of a backup plan. You know, always have a fallback position. So I took that literal, and I would get the orders, work out a plan, and then I would, put, I would work out a backup plan. Then I would work out a backup plan of the backup plan. Then I would work out a backup plan of the backup plan of the backup plan. Sounds confusing, doesn't it? But in actuality... It's always good to have contingencies just in case. But in the case of the 1969 July 20th Apollo moonshot, there was no backup plan like this. There was no speech written for President Nixon to use. This This was done to show how it can be done. To make it look like he has he's doing this speech when in actuality it was never written and he never did. So because no such disaster took place, obviously Armstrong and the others came back safely. So what I find very curious is that Microsoft is the one doing this uh, authenticator pro, pro, uh, type of technology. They can't even get Windows to work right half the time. They can't get Skype to work right half the time. What makes them think they're going to get this to work half the time? 
Go ahead. Well, yeah, you said. I mean, yeah, they can't even they can't even get simple simple programs like Windows to work, okay, properly. Um, they're always fucking with it. When you fuck with something that is working fine, well, you go guess what you gonna get? Fuck ups, okay. I know that from a technical end of, uh, end of things. <laughs> if it ain't broke, don't fix it. <laughs> Even what my daddy said. If it ain't broke, son, don't fix it. Okay? Because it's working just fine. And when you start fixing and trying to t- tweak this and tweak that, tweak over here, pretty soon they'll make the whole system collapse. Okay? You're just like, you know, you got an old clunker and it's running fine. Everything's working on it just fine, and everything's just hunky-dory. But you start going and replacing components with brand-new parts, something else is going to fail because it's a shock to the system, to the mechanical system, even in electronics for that matter. Okay, so the, the overall clunker is saying, what's these new parts? Oh, I can't work with them things. So the whole thing's going to stop. <laughs> Basically what it is. It's just the mechanical world. In the technical world. Go ahead. Well, comments from uh, from Cherokee Rose on watching on Periscope. Wow. Yep, very dangerous in regards to this, uh, this stuff. And she went on to say, and you're right, this could be used on Trump or anyone else. And that's and that's the that's the sad reality. And I don't think Microsoft is going to authenticate a deep fake that might be used against Trump or anyone else that is on the right. So I don't think this is going to bode well for them. I hope their uh, authenticator croaks just as badly as their Windows operating system does half the time. But hey, you did not hear that from me, even though you did. Now then, moving right along... Remember in my talking points, I mentioned the Seattle police finding weapons while sweeping a camp near the former CHOP zone? Yep. Seattle police cleared out a camp in a public park this week, citing numerous fires and acts of vandalism. According to reports, police coordinated with the Parks Department to clear trash and tents piling up in a park in the city's Capitol Hill neighborhood. Authorities confirmed they found several weapons during the sweep, including spike strips, knives, and shields. The operation drew a response from activists who claimed they wanted to use the park to provide services to the area's homeless population. Seven people were arrested during the operation, Around 100 people marched on the police department's East Precinct that evening in protest. These demonstrations occurred in, in the same area as the defunct CHOP zone, 
which was dismantled at the beginning of July. So, yeah, they found, good grief, spike strips, knives, and shields. And these are supposed to be peaceful protesters? (laughs) Yeah, right. What do you think, Gunn? Well, when you find those kinds of weapons, I mean, uh, obviously they're not too peaceful. Okay, what have they gotten for? Just for uh, table conversations? I don't think so. Okay. Um, I read there was one Antifa ringleader or commander or whatever they got, what are they calling themselves now, that was supposed to have been found with explosive devices, you know, high-grade fireworks, um, all kinds of different things in a backpack. And when he was arrested, he cried like a baby. Okay. <laughs> so this is what I've been telling you. These people, they think they're Billy Badass, but they're not. They think that they really can really, you know, cause some trouble. But when they get confronted and the police that they want to defund arrest them, they cry like a baby out of, out of mama's basement. So there's your proof right there. And that's, like I said, this is one reason that I like to watch those riots, is because you can see and you can prove by looking at these people, okay, when the cops come out, okay, they run. So what does that prove to me? It proves a lot of things. They're a bunch of fucking cowards. If they were so Billy Badass, Antifa and Black Lives Matter, and they want to fuck up cops and all this shit, engage them, motherfucker. Engage the cops. Don't run from them. When you run from something, that means you're a fucking coward. Engage the motherfucker. You think you're Billy Badass? Let's see what happens. Let's lock and load. Let's rock and roll. Go ahead. Well, all I can say is there are consequences. For actions. Okay? Ow, 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 God bless. I hate when these auto starts happen. It's happening again tonight. Uh, like I said, there are consequences for, the act, for actions. Trump targets Seattle, Portland, New York City, and D.C. by threatening federal funding for anarchist cities. Oh, boy. President Trump on Tuesday threatened the federal funding for Seattle, Portland, New York City, and Washington as part of an effort to target anarchist jurisdictions that he claims have permitted violence and the destruction of property during recent protests. In a memo to the Attorney General and the White House Budget Director, the President called for a review of all federal funds provided to Seattle, Portland, New York City, and Washington, D.C., saying it is imperative that the federal government review the use of federal funds by jurisdictions that permit anarchy, violence, and destruction in America's cities. All four cities have expressed varying amounts of violence and destruction of property amid the summer-long protests against police brutality, systemic racism, and Trump himself. My administration 
will not allow federal tax dollars to fund cities that allow themselves to deteriorate into lawless zones, Trump wrote in the memo. The memo comes as Trump, running for re-election, has accused Democrats of being weak on the issue and has emphasized a law-and-order message. In a campaign appearance Tuesday, Democratic presidential nominee Joe Biden said protesting is a right and free speech is a right, but to engage in violence, burning, looting, and the rest in the name of protesting is wrong. My administration will do everything in its power to prevent weak mayors and lawless cities from taking federal dollars while they let anarchists harm people, burn buildings, and ruin lives and businesses. The president tweeted Tuesday night. We're putting them on notice today. The Trump memo calls for the director of the Office of Management and Budget within 14 days to issue guidance to the heads of executive departments and agencies to submit a report detailing all federal funds provided to Seattle, Portland, New York City, and Washington, D.C. The federal government provides state and localities with hundreds of billions of dollars every year, which fund a wide, array, a wide array of programs, such as housing, public transportation, job training, and social services. These funds have been collected from American taxpayers who entrusted their money to the federal government to serve our communities and our citizens, the, the memo says. The memo also calls for identifying anarchist jurisdictions in the United States, calling on the Attorney General to publish a list of state and local jurisdictions that have permitted violence and the destruction of property to persist and have refused to undertake reasonable, undertake reasonable measures to counteract these criminal activities. After such localities are identified, the memo calls for the budget director to issue guidance on how to restrict the eligibility of funding for these anarchist jurisdictions in receiving federal grants. It remains to be seen what impact the effort will have. On Monday night, Governor Cuomo of New York called Trump's effort an illegal stunt. President Trump has actively sought to punish New York City since day one. He let COVID ambush New York. He refuses to provide funds that states and cities must receive to recover. He is not a king. He cannot defund New York City, the Democrat wrote on Twitter. Now, in, in, in mentioning Governor Cuomo, he responded Wednesday night after the president threatened to pull the federal funding for these cities, he can't have enough bodyguards to walk through New York City, Cuomo said. Forget bodyguards. He better have an army if he thinks he's going to walk down the streets of New York. Well, that sounds like a threat to me. He, he is persona non grata in New York City, and I think he knows that. And he'll never come back to New York because New Yorkers will never forget how gratuitously mean he has been, Cuomo added. Both Cuomo, 62, and Trump, 74, are natives of the Queensboro 
of New York City. Cuomo reportedly later clarified he was not threatening the president, bullshit, but rather expressing how disliked he believes Trump is by New Yorkers, according to Politico. There's a, there's a, there's a, there's a good source of, of honest information right there, Politico. Trump has repeatedly gone after Democrat cities, blaming their leadership for the rise of the Black Lives Matter protests that have erupted across the nation since a black man named George Floyd died May 25th while in police custody in Minneapolis. New rounds of protests sparked following the August 23rd police shooting of Jacob Blake, a black man from Kenosha, Wisconsin, who remains hospitalized. Trump wrote in the memo Tuesday, my administration will not allow federal tax dollars to fund cities that allow themselves to deteriorate into lawless zones. All right, and this goes into what I just read in the previous article. So these two articles kind of go together. So President Trump is threatening Portland, Washington, D.C., New York City, and... uh, Seattle with you know as far as their federal funding goes <laughs> I say bravo as far as uh what Cuomo said about uh he wouldn't be able to walk down the streets safely unless he had an army Does the people of New York City dislike it wrong brother That's the worst thing you could have said. You made a threat against the president. You can't backpedal that threat now. It's already out there. And I don't believe you when you say, uh, when you you say you weren't threatening the president, but rather expressing how disliked he believes Trump is by New Yorkers, according to Politico. Yeah. Yeah. Do do the world a favor, Cuomo. Shut the fuck up. You are a complete idiot. What do you think, Gun? Well, yeah, I mean, I, I totally agree. I mean, I, again... Everything lies with the problem with the Democrats. I don't care across the board again. It lies with the Democrats. They're the one that's caused this shit. They're the ones that's not doing nothing, like Portland and all the other places. Uh, you know, with these crazy-ass people out there, you have to put your foot down once in a while because when the children get out of control, you got to spank their hands. Okay, If they were really doing these riots and all this shit because the government was getting extremely tyrannical, the Constitution says that you can do that. Remember what it says, okay? Uh, But when when your protesting turns into pure criminality, murdering people, burning businesses down that has nothing to do with your ideology, something got to stop. 
I mean, the whole thing just stopped across the board. But I, like I said, I really think that these people are, are so stupid, these mayors and these governors of these states and cities, that they're not going to do anything, and you already see it happening. I'm not, I'm not saying that it's going to happen. It's already started. People being shot in the street. Welcome to Beirut. Welcome to Afghanistan. Getting there. You know, I've 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 pretty much resolved myself to the conclusion that when you have uh, people like that, it's 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 a you know when you got people like Cuomo, who are willing to say something that stupid, make an open threat like that, telling the president you wouldn't be you would not be safe walking down the streets of New York City unless you had an army. Really? And now you're trying to backpedal because you just it dawned on you oh shit I just threatened a, the I just threatened a sitting president. Wow. There's a big blunder right there. But you know what? The people of this state voted that fucking moron back into the governor's mansion. Now you better start thinking. If he's willing to threaten this, make a threat against a sitting president like that or make a veiled threat like that, imagine what he would do to all of us. Oh, wait a minute. He's already done a lot of damage to all of us. 2013, the SAFE Act. And uh, by the way, I believe Rob, the uh, better half of Suzette, is hanging out in the chat room and uh, says, Cuomo saying these things, could this be a Queen's... Borough, uh, Queensboro talk. Uh, more like a Governor Cuomo stupidity talk, actually. Uh, he thinks he big balls like his brother Chris. Oh, you mean like Fredo? <laughs> Yeah. He thinks he's got balls the size of grapefruits. Actually, he's got balls the size of walnuts. No, cashews. They're even smaller. No. No, no, no. Smaller yet? Well, uh, cashews, uh, not cashews, uh, pistachios. <laughs> Ralph says, sorry, George, I'm eating and typing. Well, that's multitasking, brother. That's multitasking. I understand that. I I do that all the time. I multitask. I can walk down the street, chew bubblegum, and fart all at the same time. I just hope I don't swallow my bubblegum because if I fart, I'm able to blow a bubble up. (laughs) Sorry. I know. That's terrible. 
my my bad. <laughs> I I I could. <laughs> What's the secret? <laughs> I have no idea. Uh, yeah, no, I have no idea on that one, brother. Sorry, I couldn't tell you. Um, but, you know, it, it stands to reason that when you've got liberal shitbags like Cuomo, it shouldn't surprise anybody that he would make a, a foolish remark like that. Uh, just his Secret Service detail would be enough to walk down the streets of New York City. Now, Governor Cuomo, if you're saying that he would need an army, are you suggesting that people do bodily harm to the sitting president of the United States when you make these remarks? Sounds like it to me. But... What do I know? Now, folks, the other night, and Gunslinger mentioned it earlier, about the salon owner who was being who was told by Nancy Pelosi to apologize for post for putting that video out of her being at this salon when it's supposed to be shuttered. Now I'm I'm gonna it won't stop again. I'm going to uh, play a clip here. Tucker Carlson spoke with that very salon owner. Oh, Rob, you should have been here earlier. Should have been here earlier. Doctor Deborah Bricks is calling for mand- is calling for from states to mandate the wearing of masks. Oh yeah, I'm telling you, man, it's crazy. It's fucking lunacy. But. Uh, let me put this in the chat room so I can pick it up on the uh, clip computer. Uh, let's see here. There we go. Now, again, Tucker Carlson spoke with the salon owner. Okay, and the salon owner decries Pelosi's setup claim as absolutely false saying she's received death threats. Yeah, okay. Tonight we want to introduce you to the woman Nancy Pelosi Hold on a is blaming. Erica Kaya owns the now famous one. And I did not want that to happen. I wasn't ready for it. All right. So here we go. Take a listen to this introduce you to the woman Nancy Pelosi is blaming. Erica Kayas owns the now famous lawn in San Francisco, and she joins us tonight. Erica, thanks so much for coming on. Thank you. Now now I can't get it to... 
I can't get it to. You dirty name. I hate when this happens. Uh... You ever have one of those days, folks, where you, you want things to work right and it never does? Tonight, we want to introduce you to the woman Nancy Pelosi is blaming. Erica Caius owns the now-famous salon in San Francisco, and she joins us tonight. Erica, thanks so much for coming on. Thank you so, so much for having me. Nancy Pelosi claims on camera that you orchestrated a, quote, setup to entrap her into getting her hair blown out without a mask. Did you? No, absolutely not. How would you have done that? I mean, can you prove that this wasn't a diabolical setup designed to bring down the Speaker of the House by blow-drying her hair? I, she had called the stylist and, or her assistant did and made the appointment. So yes. the appointment was already booked. So there's no way I could have set that up. And I've had a camera system in there for five years. I mean, I didn't go in there and turn cameras on as soon as she walked in to set her up. So that's absolutely false. So Pelosi says that salons in San Francisco, and of course she lives there and she is the most powerful Democratic legislator in yeah. the world, but she says she understood that the restrictions allowed a one-on-one appointment in salons. What do you make of that? I heard that and I thought to myself, well, as a hairstylist, I see clients one-on-one. So that would mean I would be open. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Pardon, yes. Sorry, sorry to laugh. Yes, that, it would mean sorry, that. Yeah. Are, you, are you open? No. What is that doing to you in your business? <sighs> um, for the past six months, we've, I mean, we're pretty much done. Hmm. I mean, we've lost um, at least 60% of our clients. Um, I've lost the majority of my staff. Um, so, you know, six months is a long time to be closed down. Yeah, no, it's, I mean, it's, it's too long. Uh, yeah. So your business has been destroyed by this. How, yeah. do you, how do you feel about seeing the most powerful woman in America come into your salon in violation of the rules she supports, get caught and then blame you for it? To be honest, it was more hurtful. Um, she's been coming in for quite a while. And just to see her come in and especially not wearing the mask. That's what really got to me. But, yes. you know, this isn't even political. I mean, she's been coming in there. It's the fact that she actually came in and didn't have a mask on. And I just thought about, you know, my staff and people not being able to work and make money and provide for their families. And if she's in there comfortably without a mask and feeling safe, then why are we shut down? Why am I not able to have clients come in? So well, it's, been, it's been hard. You're not making a political point. You're making a human point rooted in common sense. And what do you think? I don't know what the answer is. What do you think the answer is? Why can't, if Nancy Pelosi feels comfortable using your salon, why can't civilians use it? Exactly. And I'll be honest, in our area in San Francisco, I mean, we're obviously the last um, county or city to uh, not open. Um, we've been trying to figure that out. We've been asking ourselves these questions for six months, I mean, for the past actually four months um, of why we are not reopened. Um, and that's kind of a good question. We, again, don't know. Huh. 
What are you going to do? Are you going to stay in the city, do you think, in San Francisco? Um, I don't think so. I, um, the hard part of all this is that I have been in that community for 12 years. And since this happened, I have received um, nothing but hate, uh, text messages, death threats. Um, they're going to burn my hair salon down. My Yelp page is just unbelievable um, with bad reviews. Um, it's just um, it's sad that my community um, is pulling this when they're saying that I threw her under the bus when I, I didn't. Um, so that's hurtful, but I think, yeah, I think I'm pretty much done there. So, yeah. Well, I think that's one of the most heartbreaking stories I've heard in a long time, a long time. And I just want to restate for the people who are hating you for telling the truth. I I don't consider this political. You don't seem like a political person. Um, and I'm just sorry that this is happening to you. Erica, thank you for coming on tonight. Thank you. Okay. Gunslinger, you heard what this young lady just said. I mean, it's, it was not political what she did. What, you know, in all, in all fairness, you know, her business is shuttered. You heard what she said about the fact that, uh, you know, here, here's, here's, a, here's a person who, uh, who has lost employees, her business has been all but destroyed uh, because of the um, the way the way California is with these you know with the businesses not being allowed to open, and yet here's Nancy Pelosi walking going into the salon, making this appointment a while back, and trying to claim that she was set up. You know, how do you how do you set someone up with an appointment that? You yourself made Fancy Nancy a while back. That shows complete and utter loss of brain matter upstairs. I mean, the woman is absolutely gone. So you heard what uh, the salon owner said. What do you think, brother? When you're surrounded by stupid people, that that is a childish uh, reaction. Um, very childish. You know that would you would get something out of a five-year-old child would do something like that. Not a grown adult. You're dealing with stupid people here that don't have the brain matter that God gave. Them, okay, I deal with it here myself. They can't see for the greater good. They, it's a knee-jerk reaction, just like a child would do. And they need to take your advice, grow up from the fucking neck up, and become, you know, intelligent human being, and don't act your goddamn g-string size. Okay. <clears throat> okay. Literally. Okay. And this is what's wrong not only Piglosi, but the rest of the fucking idiots. Because they act like children. Well, uh, I'm better than you are. My shit don't stink. Um, 
I won't do what I want to because I'm the most powerful demo rat in the fucking country. Fuck you. Okay? See, this is the problem with these people. They have been in there, in the, in those offices, not just Piglosi, but the rest of them. They've been in there so fucking long, they think that they are invincible. Okay? Just like we all thought when we was young kids, young, dumb, and full tongue. Okay? Oh, nothing's ever going to get us, man. We ain't going to, man, we can talk, conquer the world. You've done it. I've done it. We've all done it. Okay? Oh, yeah. Unfortunately, and yeah, unfortunately, as you get older, you finally realize, boy, what a stupid fucking statement I made back then. <laughs> you know? but these people don't see that. They are in, they, I've said this a zillion times, and I will say it a zillion times more. They are in a world of their own, a self-created, psychotic world that they live in because they got money. Because they got political power influence over people, you know it's just like the old saying goes. You know, you you go in there and you give a person a badge, a gun, and the authority that it goes along with that position. A lot of times, it goes to their fucking head. Okay, it literally goes to their fucking head. It kind of affected me that way when I was a just a fucking security officer. You know, I thought, wow, that'd be badass. I, you know, 19 years old, hell, I want to see what it's like if you wear a uniform and, and drive a patrol car and carry a gun and, you know, and all this bullshit. It happened to me. Not to that extreme, but I, I had the same idea. Like, wow, you know, and I'd go out there and I'd boss people around because I got a badge and a uniform on. This is the same fucking thing as these people think. Okay? Of course, they wear a badge, too. Pelosi wears a badge. She's speaker in the fucking house. That's basically like a badge, okay, in, in that authority situation. So when you, when this lady that owns the, the, the salon there has already been pissed off, already lost probably tens of thousands of dollars, which is her livelihood, obviously, and then this bitch comes in there and says, I'm special, you open up, but don't you say anything. I'd expose that goddamn cunt just for the cunt that she is. Go ahead. Well, look, we we talk about the the hypocrisy of the left a lot here on this broadcast, and and it has to be pointed out on a regular basis. It really does. Here you have the Speaker of the House, the person who is in charge of the, the House of Representatives, the Congress, making an appointment with a hair salon that is closed, okay? And then goes to the hair salon, gets caught on camera, cameras that are on all the time. I mean, this is a business owner. This, the, the salon owner runs a business. She needs those security cameras to protect, you know, in case, God forbid, something happens and the police need the, video, the surveillance footage, okay? It's not like she, you know, she just turned, she saw the Speaker of the House walking through the door and flipped the switch and said, we're going to get a good, we're going to get her good this time. <laughs> no, those cameras are running all the time. 
And I believe the salon owner did state that. Okay? What, 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 what drives this whole situation is the fact that here's, a per, here's, a, here's the Speaker of the House demanding an apology from the very salon owner she went to. Now, she made, she made the appointment with one of the people who rents a chair in, her, in, in the salon. And it's like, give or take, insanity breeds more insanity. Now, I've got someone on the line here from the, from the West Coast who probably fully understands the, how the hypocrisy of the left is and sees it more because they're right there in the state of California. Now, I'm not sure which person I have on the line, so I'm just going to say, hello, California. Hello, New York. We support Nancy. Said, where have you been, sweetie? I, I miss you. I've been so burned out, you know, with the politics. Even my shows, it's like trying to find material with all the limited information now. And it's just like, oh, I just, it's just, I'm so... So at the end of my wits, you know, with politics and it's like uh, calling into shows. Um, I missed the last few RV shows and it's just you have to take time out. <laughs> you know oh, what yeah, I mean? I, 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 we read through so much material to prepare for shows that it's just like after a while it's just you just sometimes even get so depressed. I know it's just like, ah, more junk, more mess, more issues. And why? <laughs> because of people like Nancy Pelosi who don't give a shit about people. Nancy Pelosi will throw you under the bus in a heartbeat if it meant saving her political ass. And that's what she did to this woman. This woman said she was receiving death threats. By God, she's already been assassinated because she, her business is gone now. It's gone. And so that was her livelihood. So in a sense, she's been assassinated. But she's got to move and start over. And, you know, the, good for her at least that she's realized that that's her only way out. But it's unfortunate that, um, you know, that it had to be this way. They'll treat you, people like Nancy Pelosi will, you know, patron your business and make it sound like on the surface, oh, you guys are so great. I won't go anywhere else except for here. I love you guys. Ah, I need an appointment for next week, yada, yada. And then something comes up to where it, re- it will reflect negatively on them when they get busted, like this um, no mask thing and make an appointment when everybody else can't. Then it was, she's lying. This woman is lying. I was set up. I'm a congresswoman. I am the house speaker. And my word counts and hers doesn't. And yeah, it's, it, it's, it, it's unfortunate, Suzette, that, you know, that, we, that we have to see uh, the full-blown hypocrisy that we see on a regular basis coming from the left, but to turn around and make an appointment with a business that's closed by definition mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that was that was that was told you can you can open, but you have to do everything outdoors. 
okay? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, you know, she's, this salon owner had, had people renting the chairs inside the salon, you mm-hmm. know, so they could do the, do the work that they do. And, and they weren't supposed to what, open that part me, until the next day, but Nancy Pelosi had made it the day previous. She wanted yeah. special treatment. And, and, and that's, she wanted special she, treatment for her. Sorry, go ahead. She's a, she's a special person. To a better person. So ding that patrol on, on full display, my dear. Trust me. <laughs> it, is, it is. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. She, she, she is. Remember, remember the TV series, Welcome Back, Cotter? Uh-huh. And and the, the the special class, the sweat hogs. I oh, firmly yeah, yeah, believe yeah. she is the 21st century version of the sweat hogs. Okay? <laughs> I really do. <laughs> Mr. Carter, Mr. Carter. <laughs> Ooh. Hey, yo, Mr. Carter. <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> excuse me. It, it, instead, it's, yo, uh, hey, yo, Mr. Mr. Joe Biden. <laughs> Oh, there's a there's another joke in and of itself, but I'll leave it alone. Uh, I, I I certainly I could make jokes at their expense, but you know after a while it just gets a little much. <laughs> Come on, Harris. Suzette, the let same me, way. You know, hmm? you throw anybody under the bus just to save her political butt. Gavin Newsom, he gave this speech, this briefing the other day about how we have color-coded tiers of opening, and um, but he doesn't see it fully being reopened until June of 2021. <laughs> because yeah. he's got to and, 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 and he's extending the moratorium on evictions till February of 2021, yeah. I believe. Oh, really? Wow. So you're in the same day. Yeah, I, I just saw that a few moments ago. Gavin Newsom announced that he's he's extending the moratorium on uh, evictions until February of 2021. Uh-huh, because we're wow. not opening until June. <laughs> That's pretty weird. Yeah, yeah. it is. Trump is working with uh, Trump is working with uh, BHS to um, to do something about the evictions, to stop the evictions uh, for a little bit longer. So... Huh. Interesting. Yeah, it it, it 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 makes it difficult, you know, for people that have a situation where you've got a neighbor that's constantly screaming, hollering, and carrying on like a wild banshee, and she's the only one in the place. And that's my neighbor across the hall. Oh. So it's like, damn if you do, damn if you don't. She's been quiet lately, so I'm very happy for that. <laughs> uh, but here's the thing. Yeah, you know, uh, pardon? Have you invited her to come on your show? Hell no. <laughs> person's got mental, has serious mental illness issues. Okay. Oh. Yikes. I may be crazy. I may be crazy in a fun sort of way, but I ain't that crazy. <laughs> we got you. That'd be like me inviting Joe Biden to come on here. <laughs> well, you he wouldn't start the show with you. He would be waiting for Joe Biden to show up. 
It's like, uh, and and you know something? With my luck, if I extended an invitation to Joe Biden to come on the show, he probably would from his basement. <laughs> uh, and, I can see it now. Yeah, well, I'll tell you, it's it's it, the insanity that we've seen. I mean, he didn't even really disavow Antifa or BLM and all the, the rioting that's going on. And I just love the way the left calls these rioters peaceful protesters. Well, they've Are kind of dropped the people me? part now, and now I'm hearing protesters. So I I don't know if that's them trying to save face because they know they're rioters, but they won't call them, as you said, rioters. Um, but uh, the peaceful, they've dropped. I've, I'm hearing anyway. They're just calling them protesters now, <laughs> protesters. Yeah, but they're not. But even that, uh, that's a bogus pile of crap because they're Absolutely. not protesters. They're, they're, they're rioting, they're looting, they're pillaging, they're plundering, they're destroying. They're killing. I mean... Yeah, and because and, and uh, an Antifa member killed a, tra- a, a, a Trump supporter mm-hmm. outright. But you didn't hear that on the mainstream media. That's the funny thing about it. Yep. And then one, the one that's in, one of the pro- writers <laughs> that's in the hospital um, that had attempted to kill a Trump supporter had said that um, that he should have taken a shot when he had it. He finished him. I was like, oh, really? That was reported. <laughs> I was like, okay. And so has this kid been arrested yet or what? Now, I forget where it was. I think it was in Washington, D.C. Uh, one BLM leader actually called, literally said, to kill police, to attack the police. Yeah, if they see the police um, with their weapons drawn, they become a target. And it's like, okay, let's, let's get one thing perfectly clear here. If that's what their definition of a protester is, I'd hate to see what their definition of a person rioting is. Oh, I'm getting a downpour over here. Oh, how nice. We haven't had any rain here. We've just been hot. <laughs> yeah, we, we've we had, had our share uh, of... Three, we had three and a half inches here since, uh, what, Tuesday night. And more on the way. Hi, guys. You got rain too, huh? These guys got rain. Did you get hit with a hurricane, Ben? Uh, We got some cooler weather. We got a little bit of rain, not much. Cloudy, but nothing, nothing major. I mean, I'm like 250 miles from the coast, so. I'm pretty far, you know, way up here in North Texas. Oh, that's good. So getting back to the CLM um, leader, did, did did the cops arrest him or anything or charge him for making those death threats? 
Um, George, I, I haven't heard anything. I'm I, up on I it. haven't heard anything either. I, I've been I've been looking for it, but I haven't seen any updates on it. Um, it'd be I interesting. That will get swept under the carpet too. Probably. You know how the mainstream media works? They sweep everything under the rug. Mm-hmm. And the reason I know about this is because uh, a journalist by the name of Brendan Leslie. Showed it, shared that video on Twitter. And I think it was uh, Fox Business Network actually approached him about using that video on their, on their network. And yeah, if I'm not mistaken, uh-huh. if I'm not mistaken, I have that clip on my Facebook page on my Facebook page for uh, Firefox News Online Journalist. The, uh, so the video has been made there. public, but we haven't heard about any actions taken on it by law enforcement. Wow, that sucks. Now let's see here. Let me see if I have what I have here. Do, do, do. Let me scroll down here because I want to I'll put that audio clip on if, if I can if I can find it. Uh, okay, I need to mute the uh, sound here so it doesn't bleed over. Uh, nope, that ain't the, that ain't the one. And no, I don't have it here. But that's okay. I believe I can find it on Mr. Leslie's page. Now, let's see. Come on. I hate when this happens. It takes forever for for something to, to go through. Because when you when you hear this character say this stuff, it's like, are you for freaking real? Uh, wow, it's coming down in buckets out there. Okay, uh, let me, uh, I just found it. Good. So let me put the clip into the Mixler chat room here. Folks, when you hear this, you're go- it's going to be like, and these are supposed to be peaceful protesters. Right, sure. See if I can get it to open up here. There we go. And dog shit. Got to unmute it. All right, brace yourselves. This may be a little loud, and I'm I'm going to try and intercept it if I can. So let's see here. Uh, 
no way I'm ready to put these police in the fucking grave. I'm at the point where I want to burn the fucking White House down. I want to take it to the senators. I want to take it to the Congress. I want to take the fight to them. And at the end of the day, if they ain't going to hear us, we burn them the fuck down. I'm one that talk real shit. I talk it in New York, and I talk it in D.C. The same way I fuck police up in New York, I fuck cops up here in D.C. The same way I bust police in the head in New York, I bust police in the head in D.C. Now, it's a lot of people, and I'm going to be honest, it's a lot of people that's on this front line. And one of the things that I always say, don't get on this fucking front line if you ain't going to fucking fight. Don't get on this front line if you ain't going to take no hit. Don't get on this front line when the police fucking push up, you push back. If you won't be on this front line and the racist ass, nasty ass, punk ass fucking police is pushing up, you push the fuck up. There it is, folks. You heard what this guy... This guy made an open threat on a loudspeaker or a a handheld bullhorn. I I couldn't tell which. But you heard it clear as glass. Threatening police. threatening Threatening the White House. I mean... Come on, really? Are, are, have we? Are, are they that insane? Hold on a second. I don't know why that started, but let me stop that. I, I, I don't know if you heard what was being said in the clip, but I, I, I thought I stopped everything. Look, I, I, I'm at a loss for words. I truly am. And for me to be at a loss for words, that's that's that take, it takes a lot to do that. So, Suzette, let me start with you and get your thoughts and and even Rob's thoughts on this, and then I want to get Gunslinger's thoughts on this. So, Suzette, you heard the clip. Talk to me. Well, I think that um, it sounded like a credible threat to me. The guy wasn't just speaking in generalities. He was very specific. And I just hope to God that, um, you know, our Justice Department is investigating those threats and that the man will soon be arrested before anybody gets killed. Um, for People make, you know, empty threats all, all day long, every day, to people they're enraged about. But there was, there was something different about this threat, and it didn't sound like a typical empty threat, like, I'm going to kill my neighbor if she doesn't stop, you know, yelling and acting crazy or whatever. Um, If I said that, somebody would know. I wasn't going to really kill her, but I was just saying that, you know, because of my frustration. But this man (laughs) was serious. There's a tone that lets you know that there is a seriousness to what he's saying. Um, 
And he's only, you know, inciting others to, to have that same line of thinking and attitude. And, wow, it's scary. It's scary times. Uh, Rob's walking the dogs right now, so he can't really give us input. But uh, I would, he, I think he would agree that this man needs to um, at least be looked at and uh, and followed or investigated before he hurts somebody, before he kills somebody. That's me, but... I could not agree more. I could not agree more. Um, If if Rob's, I I take it Rob is a little on the busy side, so uh, maybe we'll get we'll get back we'll we'll get back to him and see if he has any comments or thoughts on this. Uh, Gunslinger, you heard the clip. Your thoughts. Well, very simple. Why is he not in jail? He made open threats. You heard him. It's on video. Okay. You heard him clear your day, making open threats against these people. Okay. If me or you would do that, man, they could have us up on charges. Probably several charges. Okay. Mm-hmm. I thought, I thought we lived in a country where you can't go around idling, threatening somebody without getting at least charged with a crime. I think that's a crime, you know, threatening people. <laughs> you know, it's just like, you know, people that that carry and wear guns, for example, like me, okay, I don't go around and threatening people with my gun, like pulling it out, oh, look at this, look what I got. That's threatening, okay. It stays in my holster. Unless I take it out and clean it and polish it and oil it and lube it up. You know, all these great, wonderful things. In case I have to have it, I want a smooth, functioning machine. And that's exactly what that gun is. It's a fucking machine. Okay, just like everything else in the mechanical world. Just how it's used. So, if I was to threaten it, or, you know, hell, you can verbally threaten people. I will whoop your ass, motherfucker. You know? That could be a crime in some states, okay? Just by doing it, touching somebody in the wrong way could be considered a crime, okay? But yet this motherfucker ain't in jail? <laughs> Answer me that Well, and, and yes, he should be in jail. He openly threatened to kill police. He openly threatened the White House, Okay. And who is occupying the White House right now as President of the United States? Donald Trump. So that I would take as a direct threat on the President of the United States, a sitting president. That is, that is a federal crime, okay? Threatening a police officer is a – if you're threatening to kill a police officer, you are committed – that is conspiracy to commit murder, a felony in just about every state across America. It's still it's a it's considered a felony to conspire to kill anyone, police officers, what have you. Right. You're it would be considered a capital over, crime. Exactly, and it is a capital crime by definition. Okay, and and look at and like I said, look at the White House. He's threatening the White House to burn it, what, burn it down? 
That means he's threatening to murder the President of the United States of America, the man sitting in the Oval Office right now. That is a federal crime. And believe me, I, I, and Gunslinger, you say it, you've always said it best, they would have to, they'd have to bury him under the jail and pump sunlight in. That's how far under the jail he'd have to go. But I have a feeling that some of the people in these jails, if he goes in, he goes to jail, they'll hail him as a hero. And I wouldn't be surprised. But then again, let's also look at, they, they want to be loving and compassionate, understanding and forgiving. So he probably wouldn't even see the inside of a jail for more than 24 hours because they're letting criminals out of jail. They get released as fast as they go in. That quick. So this guy probably wouldn't even see jail time. And that's, and that's really the most disgusting part of this. I mean, what was it, last week or the week before? That kid got his, have part of his arm blown off? You remember hearing about that? Attacked, with a skate, attacked by a skateboard and then yeah. shot in the arm? And half his and part of his arm was blown off at the elbow by just a, just a hair above the elbow joint. Mm-hmm. I saw the picture of that and it and it made me sick. I almost ended up barfing because well, of that. And I was on the air. Let me let me add to that for a second. There are photos that have now been come up where he was holding a gun. Clearly shows a gun in his hand that he got the cup blown off of. So that kid that shot him with that AR or whatever, whatever he shot him with, that's justifiable because he was pointing a gun at that kid. Here in Texas, you got every legal right to shoot. It's a wonder he didn't blow his head off. He better think his lucky stars that he just shot him in the arm. Because he was holding the gun with his right hand, and that's where he got the big chunk of yeah. himself Basically. But still, it's the extent well, of the violence that's happening on our streets. Yeah, the well, it's yeah. the extent of the yeah, violence. Yeah. I mean, he, you know, he's he's holding a weapon. He got shot for his trouble. But still, yeah. the level of violence that's happening on our streets in these major cities. And you know something? I've had it said to me, uh, and, I'll, and I'll even say who said it to me. Billy, when he used to come to this show, he said... That it would never that that the the, the kind of stuff that's happening in, in in all these other in major cities would never happen where he is. Well, I got news for people. I got news for him. It's expanding into the smaller cities and towns. It's starting to branch out. It's starting to get everywhere. So if you think your town is safe, think again. I mean, it's insanity. I mean, Suzette, I know where where you are. uh, I haven't heard too much in the way of Antifa and BLM going off the way they do around the rest of the country. But that doesn't mean it hasn't happened. So 
what's what's the situation where you are as far as that front goes with, with Antifa and BLM doing what they do? Well, we don't have any anything going on here in the city that I live in or any of the nearby cities um, that I'm aware of. Um, pretty quiet on the home front as far as uh, BLM protesters. I know that they've had they reared their heads in different parts of LA and um, parts of Northern California, but not enough to make enough noise for the media to pick up or, you know, for it to be on YouTube or anything. Oh, pretty much fizzled out before it began <laughs> by, um, by hmm. California residents that are saying, um, no, turn around, go back, you're done. Not today. <laughs> Yeah, um, cause, as far as Ontario goes, I mean, go ahead. Yeah, you're you're very lucky. You really are. Yeah, um, and where we actually, where our home is at, we're right near the um, UC Irvine um, downtown city council. We have just had a new palladium built, city palladium type thing. And so the city manager is like all over it. And it's kind of weird because when something does jump off here. Um, I think we're a big city, Ontario, if you see us on the map, but it's like all the police are concentrated here, so I don't know what's going on outside of my perimeter, <laughs> my bubble, um, because for all I know, you know, things are going on, but all the police are concentrated here in order to shut it down, uh, whatever gets started. And it's a good thing and it's a bad thing, you know, maybe something else is happening in another part of the city. Um, so far, God, you know, knock on wood, it, it hasn't. But, um, yeah, we our main street here would be Euclid, and um, and it's right off the, um, oh, gosh, <laughs> not the 60. There's a highway, Highway 60, some type of special highway. Anyway, um, and they started up at the top at the Bridge of the Mountains there, and they were working their way down through a city called Upland before Ontario, and as soon as they were going to meet the city lines there, <laughs> our, our police from Ontario were like, keep it to the street as far as, you know, this is all you guys got room to, to march, go ahead, and then you're going to stop right here at this point, and then you're going to go home or go someplace else. <laughs> and so, yeah. Nothing nothing seriously happened. No business was destroyed or anything else. They were prepared, though. They boarded up, but, uh, yeah. So thank God for that. Yeah. Um, if Rob is available to comment, I'd like to get his thoughts as well. He's still out walking the dogs, but as soon as he comes back, I'll let you know. All righty. Uh, yes, time to walk the pooch. Got to walk the doggies. Yeah, they got to empty their their letters out and everything else. (laughs) Hey, just like us humans, we got when it's when it's time to empty that 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 bladder of everything inside. You know, I I I remember um, when I lived in my other in my other uh, address, uh, I would see people walking their dogs and everything. And there's this. There was this one young lady who that lived lived upstairs above me, 
And she has this really, really adorable dog. It looks kind of like a poodle, but I, I forget what kind it actually is. Uh, but it's a big dog. But it's a love. She's a lovable dog. Every time she saw me, she came running over. She just <laughs> loved me to death, and I don't know what I did to deserve that. But you know what? Yeah. I I I just I just, just love love that dog. Uh, dog's name is Trixie. She's a real cute dog, and I remember one time it was pouring rain, and she had mud on her paws. I was wearing some some dingy uh, clothes, you know, because I was doing dirty work mm-hmm. and whatnot. And she comes running over and she jumps up on me. Get I got I had money paw prints all over the front of me. I was like, uh oh, <laughs> <laughs> this is this is not going to bode well. It'll come out in the wash, but it's not going to bode well for the moment. And yeah, she was just too cute. It's 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 nice when you can have a dog, you know. It really is. Just like in the other yeah. place here, it would cost me a fortune to to have a dog here, so I can't really uh, do that. Yeah, they, they places you know, landlords are actually going out of the way now, where they charge you, um, in upwards of fifty to a hundred dollars a month extra to have a dog in the house. Wow. And it's like, well, really? I suppose, uh, you know, if they're small dogs, you'll, you know, you'll see ads for places for rent allowing small dogs. Um, I can see why they wouldn't want big dogs because they don't know if the owner is going to care for that dog in the proper way and not tear up the, you know, the property. Um, but small dogs, even if they did tear up, they're, they're minimal damage. <laughs> not that they should, but, you know. Um, I don't think that they should charge for for small dogs, you know, lap dogs. Nope. Little dogs. When I when I first moved into to my old place, um, they were they were they actually were initially asking for a five hundred dollar non refundable deposit if you have a dog. How much? And five hundred dollars oh non refundable. Just crazy. On top of the security deposit you already have, you know, on top of the, you know, on top on top of the uh, security deposit you already paid to move into the place, and then they would charge you an additional fifty dollars every month for having the dog in the house, right? And then you were only allowed to have a small dog. Well, after about five years in that place, I started seeing big dogs. I mean. Big dogs. You could you could strap a saddle on these fucking things. That's how big they were. Okay. Wow. And yeah. I'm thinking to myself, how are they getting away with having that big monster in here? And when I how went to pay my rent one day, because the same price, it, it's a flat oh. rate. So I, I I instead of mailing my my uh, money order to the landlord, the Leasing manager was there, and I said, "Would you mind taking this? It'll save me. A, it'll save me a trip back into town." And she was like, "Sure." So I, lo- I looked at her and I said, "Tell me something. Look out the window there. You see that big dog over there?" And she looked and she goes, "Yeah." I said, "I thought that big dogs like that weren't allowed here." 
And she turned to me and says, oh, no, they, they decided that they changed their minds on that. Now they're allowed to have a big dog like that, too. I'm like, oh, <laughs> good Lord. When I moved out June 1st to come here where I am now, I counted literally while loading the, the U-Haul truck up, I counted seven big monster dogs in the Jeez. place. Yeah. And I'm thinking to myself, I'm out of here. Thank God. Yeah, and, for a place uh, like that, that is a lot. Yeah. And, and, and now I live in a, a, another, I live in a different place. I haven't seen big dogs like I saw over there, at least not yet anyway. But, you know, it doesn't matter to me. You know, dog lovers are dog lovers. Mm-hmm. Whether it's big or small, you know, <laughs> if you got to pay extra in your rent to have it, well, I can't afford that idea. Yeah. Well, some people, well, you know, as far as a big dog, it's, it's not only just because they may be a dog lover, but also um, for protection. You know, anybody comes oh, yeah. to your door and, and you don't want to have a firearm in your home, Um the dog is the next best thing. <laughs> a big dog. <laughs> oh, and, and you want to hear something really screwed up? What's that? When when the owners of the place I lived at found out I, w- I was a gun owner, the leasing manager actually had the balls to turn to me and say, you know, in a way it's a good thing you're leaving because, you know, you, you, you having a firearm in the house, you know, I, I, I don't feel safe. <laughs> I looked at him and said, excuse me? I said, do you even understand the, 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 what you just said? <laughs> you make it sound like I'm walking around here with the, with, with the damn thing strapped on, on, my, on my back. Do you see a rifle hanging off my shoulder? It, uh, maybe it's invisible and I just don't see it. I said, and the fact I that, they that said if they known that you had had it, I mean, well, then that obviously means that there was not a problem with it, because if you didn't know I had it until now, then how could you even say what you just did? Because <laughs> nothing happened. You didn't know I had it. Now you do, and nothing happened during the time you didn't know I didn't have it. So, what's the problem? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it's like. You know, the 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 people, the, the landlord here knows I own a rifle, and they have no problem with it whatsoever because I'm a responsible gun owner, you know. Mm-hmm. My rifle stays stays in one side of the house. I keep the ammunition on the other side of the house, although uh, I, I will say that not all the ammunition stays on one side of the house, if you catch my drift. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Given but what's going until on in our country, you told him he didn't have a problem with it. Until you told him, there were no criticisms about you as a person in general. But now that he knows, now it's almost um, as though he totally thinks differently about who you are now because of what he knows now, and and it shouldn't make a bit of difference <laughs> because. There was nothing that had happened or occurred or anything else um, 
when he was not aware of it. And that's what's so weird is that all of a sudden now it's like, Well, yeah. I'm glad you told and, me and now, and I'm glad you're moving now because, you know, those could be dangerous. It's like, okay, how long have I been Well, no, I didn't. You see, and, the whole uh, thing is I didn't tell them I had a, a rifle in the house. They found out I had the rifle in the house. During the time that you were moving, though. Yeah, but they didn't see the rifle. Right. The rifle but they, they, in question, I can uh, take it apart and store the stock, the receiver, and the magazine inside. I can store the receiver, the magazine, and the, right, the barrel inside the stock. Mm-hmm. And then I can put that in my backpack. And that's what I did. Nobody mm-hmm. knew I had it. Nobody right. in the complex knew I had it at all. Exactly. Until I went, to, I went to hand the keys over, and that's when I got told about it. I'm like... How did you find out I had a rifle? Uh-huh. Now the only person that could have possibly have known, and they would have, he would have had to have gone in my apartment when I wasn't there, and the rifle was sitting out in the open because I was cleaning it mm-hmm. one day, and I had to go to the store. Was would be the maintenance guy. But under under tenants' rights, unless there's a fire, a gas leak, or a busted pipe, there's no reason for anyone to go in that apartment except the tenant. That's right. Mm-hmm. So that's the only way I could I could figure they found out I had one. Ooh, that's not good. But I know so, that's not the point of your story, but still. I just had to say Right. Now, the people here, the the people that run this place, know I have one. And why do they know? How do they find out? Because I told them that I do, I am a gun owner. I said it in passing conversation. And the leasing manager looked at me and said, oh, really? We've got a few people, you know, that are gun owners here. So apparently they don't have a problem with it. And why? And why would they? Right. It's not like I'm a lunatic. It's not like I'm one of these lunatic Antifa BLM thugs. <laughs> I don't know. Just kidding. Yes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, I'm just. I, I I don't know if you're watching uh, the video feeds or not, but I'm actually sitting here today for the first time in a very long time with a nice shirt and tie on which is a little out of character for me, but... Hmm. You know, I'm not watching the video right now. But um, I have to switch over. But, uh, yeah, I I figured, what the heck, you know, look a little more presentable, a little more decent. Hmm. A little bit more professional. That too. Well, I'm no, I'm no professional, I, and I make no I make no secret of that. I am not a professional journalist by any stretch of the imagination, but I, you know, you're a professional. You, you got to look the part. To, to, yeah. Well, okay. There, I there I will I will I will I will definitely say I'm a professional broadcaster. I mean, you look at look at the setup I've got here. It's like yes. 
It took me years to do it. And but... the amount of years that you've been doing it also qualifies you. You're not some spring chicken. You could say that again, young lady. Yeah, I ain't no spring chicken in broadcasting, by golly, but uh, hey, and I put a lot <laughs> you know of media It's like an old neighbor of mine once said, tell the truth and shame the devil. And that's what we do here. <laughs> okay, I see you now. Hey. I got to wait for a commercial. I'm on bond. <laughs> oh, <God>. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I'm glad I have ad blockers. <laughs> the only thing that comes up other than ads would be this uh, VIP re- uh, advertisement. And uh-huh. that's a pain in the ass on one, but, you know, what are you going to do? Yeah. Uh but no, the the irony of this, you know, uh, being a gun owner, um, and now with the situation happening the way it's happening in our country, uh, I know there are a lot of gun owners uh, who are, by definition, uh, taking these situations very seriously and keeping their their their, uh, their guns ready to go in case, God forbid. I mean, when you see what, when you look at what happened to the McCloskeys, you remember what happened to them, okay? Now, his wife was holding a pistol that was not fire ready. The firing pin was actually put in backwards or put in, put in, put in there in such a way that you could not use it as an active fire weapon. It was used actually as a prop in court cases, right? And what mm-hmm. screwed up the, uh, the, the, the attorney, uh, Gardner, what screwed her up was she told the lab to make it fire ready, to take it apart and put it back together the, the, properly so that it can be fired. She told the lab to tamper with evidence. Oh, no. This is the kind of people that are out there on the left. They're willing to tell a laboratory to tamper with physical evidence. If I were yeah, the McCluskey, I'd do whatever be so it takes. pissed out. That's their motto, do whatever it takes. But you see, there are gun owners who are willing to take the risk. They're willing to take a chance, stand out there on their property with gun in hand and say, you come any closer, you're going to be, you may walk in, but you'll be carried out and you'll have a toe tag on your toe. (laughs) And I don't blame them for feeling that way. I really don't. Yeah. I mean... When you look at what's happening in Portland, when you look at what's happening in Wisconsin, over in Kenosha, Wisconsin, Seattle, Washington, and other places, it's, it's these liberal governors and liberal mayors that are allowing this anarchy to continue. Now, I sat mm-hmm. back one night. I watched a couple of minutes of, of some of this stuff, and there was this one idiot woman with a bullhorn in her hand right in the face of the police with the bullhorn. And the cops just stood there and took it. 
Okay? She wasn't doing anything threatening, but she was screaming into a bullhorn, and the bullhorn was at the top volume. Mm-hmm. So she was <laughs> definitely trying to make them deaf at, at the very least. So when you see stuff like this, you, you have to ask yourself, okay, if the police have their hands tied, if their hands are tied and they're not allowed to do their job, okay, at what point, at what point do, do the decent people in these communities say enough's enough? Now, I, I will say this again, and I don't know if you would agree with me on this or not, but I think it's time, it's past time for all the people who are sick and tired of their towns, their communities being torn apart by these Antifa BLM thugs to stand in that line with the police and tell the police, look, if you're not willing to do your, if you can't do your job, we'll make citizens arrest, hand them over to you, you read them their Miranda rights, and you turn around and you take them to jail. And then tell these district attorneys that are willing to release them as quickly as they get them into jail. You release these bastards. They're on their own. Because they will not destroy another business. They will not steal another business's merchandise. They will not threaten police as long as we're around. I firmly believe the, the people in these communities need to step up and stand up for what's right. And if the police chiefs of these cities, they're being told, you can't interfere with the protesters. If they're not willing to stand up and, and say, fuck you, we didn't put a badge, in, a badge on our chest and a gun on our belt and a baton in our, on our belt to be told we can't do anything. Putting us out there with riot gear helmets on, vests on, and, and riot shields in our hands, and we're not allowed to do our jobs? We're just going to stand there and be targets? Guess again. It's time the police stu- took, a, took a stance. It's time they, they, did, they, they took a stance and did the job that they were hired to do and tell these mayors and governors to go fuck themselves three ways to Sunday. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I, I agree. And you're right. And, you know, they need to remember that they swore an oath. They didn't swear an oath to the mayor. They didn't swear an oath to the governor. They swore an oath to uphold the Constitution. So, damn it, do it. I know you're afraid of losing your job. You may have family. Of course, you have bills. But if one stands up, has the courage to stand up for the right thing, then others will stand with you. And I'm talking about your colleagues as well as people in your community. But when you cower or let your lives be governed and you withdraw from your oath, basically... Um, you know, you're 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 useless and taxpayer dollars are being paid for what? 
for you to just be useless and take orders and follow orders? I mean, because they took orders <clears throat> in Nazi Germany to exterminate people, you know, to, to starve them. And those people were punished for that because they, they knew better, but they did it anyway. So they were held accountable for that. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, as far as the city and the people, the citizens, we're allowed to make citizens arrest. So when the cops' hands are tied and the mayor says, don't arrest anybody, that means they can't arrest anybody. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean that we can't say, I just saw this guy bust this window and steal stuff. I'm making a citizen's arrest. That's when you call an officer over and you have him arrest, they tell him, I'm making a citizen's arrest for what I just saw with the vandalizing, yada, yada, yada. And then they have to. And it's not them. It's the citizen making the citizen's arrest. So we have power. Exactly. Some. And that person might be let out in a few hours, but nevertheless, they had to arrest them and they had to take the tour and <laughs> be thumbprinted and whatnot. So, you know, it's a good inconvenience for them before they get back to rioting again. But that's okay. Well, what the, the, what got me laughing earlier tonight, it kind of made me chuckle earlier tonight in a way, is Mayor Ted Wheeler of Portland. Apparently, uh, the Portland protests pushed the mayor out of his condo. Oh, yeah. You're going to love this. Apparently, the mayor of Portland is planning to move as soon as the riots outside his condo cease. Good luck with that. In an email, Ted Wheeler told the other tenants of his Pearl District condo he would be vacating the space to find a new place to live. He stated he's making the move for his and everyone else's safety and peace. The mayor has also apologized for bringing everyone into his politics. He said, I want to express my sincere apologies for the damage to our home and the fear that you are experiencing due to my position. It's unfair to all of you who have no role in politics or in my administration. Demonstrators have notably swarmed the area surrounding the building where they continue to call for his immediate resignation. I am here because Ted Wheeler should resign. Last night, 100 cops arrested 29, quote-unquote, peaceful protesters. Meanwhile, down the street from my house, one family's house was shot up. They didn't have cops there for 17 hours because he's so busy arresting people like me, peaceful protesters. Robin McAlpine said this. Footage showed some protesters setting fires, breaking windows, and even perpetrating assaults. Well, those aren't protesters anymore. They're criminals. Now, President Trump reacted to to this news by highlighting the the distrust between the people of Portland and their mayor. On Wednesday, the president said Ted Wheeler was harassed by so-called friendly protesters. He went on to say the anarchists have treated Wheeler horribly. 
even though he is, quote-unquote, so nice and respectful to them, criminals only understand strength. Now, Wheeler has denounced the violence and assaults posted on social media. The mayor noted this behavior contributes to a more dangerous neighborhood and addressed issues surrounding out-of-towners coming into the city to watch the unrest. Wheeler stated, It is actually disturbing to me that there are people who are coming from out of town, out of state, to witness these activities. This is not a tourist opportunity. This is not a spectacle. However, some believe his words aren't enough. No shit. The mayor continues to openly refuse help from the White House to get the city under control. He has also limited police activity and presence, which is preventing them from making meaningful arrests and keeping residents safe. The acting Homeland Security Secretary, Chad Wolf, recently sent a letter to the mayor. And in the letter, Wolf urged him to prioritize public safety and request federal assistance to restore law and order in Portland. Local police will join Wheeler on Thursday for a meeting where residents can voice their concerns over the current state of the city, riots, and level of police involvement. Oh, to be a fly on the wall for that one. But this character, Suzette, actually believes that moving out of his condo is going to save him. I guarantee when these rioters find out where he is, they're going to be right at his front door again. Because he thinks that moving is going to change everything. Hmm. Unbelievable. Well, he still owns that property. It's a condo unit. You know, over 100 other tenants that live there. So the fact that he still owns it, because nobody's going to buy it or even lease it or rent it. Not in that town, you know, unless he does it for a dollar. But <laughs> for the most part, he screwed himself because those protesters, the protesters, those protester riots slash rioters down below who, you know, tried to set the building on fire but failed, um, may just continue to stay there until they get access to his unit, they figure out which one, and decide they were going to burn that down because by burning it down, he loses his investment. But also, it puts people's lives in danger that live around his unit on the same floor, above it, and below it. Yeah, because they, they tried... That was the whole reason why he moved out, <laughs> was that to, yeah. so the same wouldn't well, be so that These peaceful protesters, these protesters, dropping the word peaceful, these protesters, Suzette, they tried to set fire to the condo. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's why I said they were and, unsuccessful. And, and, they failed. But um, that's not going to stop them. I'm trying again. <laughs> yeah. So when when people say footage showed some protesters setting fires, breaking windows, and even perpetrating assaults, stop calling them protesters when they do that shit. They're criminal thugs. 
yes. criminals. And see, Call what, what happens, George, is they can use that condo, that unit, as leverage by by threatening to to burn it down again, to you know, to continue to try to burn, 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 burn it down. Unless you give us what we want. And if you don't give us what we want, then we're going to continue to try and burn the whole building down. And so now he's put those people in danger by leaving his post. He should have stayed there. Now, if he says, okay, I'll give you what you want, just don't burn the building down, he thinks he's a hero, but in essence, he ended up um, just pretty much setting the entire city ablaze because now those pro- those rioters are not going to stop there with their demands. They're going to continue demanding from him. So he put himself in a really shit spot there by leaving and abandoning that unit in the name of protection for the people around him. Such bull. That only put him more at risk. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And, really and by tying the, the hands of the police, that mm-hmm. that also adds to the problem. So, you know, Wheeler, you want you 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 want people to be safe. Untie the hands of the police and let them do their job. Because the only way that this is going to stop is if the police are allowed to do their job. Yeah. I think what happened is when they showed up uh, and they started to set things on fire, that Mayor Wheeler pissed his pants, and that's why he sent out that email to everybody that, well, I think it's best that I just move away so this way I don't cause any harm. Sorry about all the trouble, guys, that type of thing. So it wasn't like a, a plan that he had initiated a while that he's been thinking about this. No, he pissed his pants and went, oh, crap we got to get the hell out of here. And he probably would have if he would have been caught going leaving, but because they had him all surrounded, the building with the uh, rioters, <laughs> he, he couldn't leave. Uh, he was stuck. But, yeah. you know, it's, it's, I, I, I consider I, it abandoning his home and abandoning his mayorship. And so, therefore, he is, you know, doesn't count anymore. He's gone. They need a new mayor. They need something because... Uh... Wheeler ain't doing his job. He's basically, uh, yeah, exactly. He's a coward. You know. It rubs back. All right. Um, I forgot what I was going to have him comment on now. Darn it! Don't think you guys were really out here. Oh, about that clip that you played with the BML leader, but he wasn't here to hear it. So. Oh well, I can fix that. I can fix that. Rob, I want you to listen to a clip that I played earlier. Okay. Um, let, me, um, let me see if I can find it here on the... Uh, there it is. Take a listen to this clip because this this was a... Hold on a second. Let me, let me stop it. I can't hear the clip that's muted. This clip is of a BLM leader actually stating that he wants to kill police, set fire to the White House. Listen, listen to this clip. You're, you're gonna, you're gonna be like, what the fuck? I'm at the point where I'm ready to put police in the fucking grave. I'm at the point where. I want to burn the fucking White House down. I want to take it to the senators. I want to take it to the Congress. 
I want to take the fight to them. And at the end of the day, if they ain't going to hear us, we burn them the fuck down. I'm one that talk real shit. I talk it in New York, and I talk it in D.C. The same way I fuck police up in New York, I fuck cops up here in D.C. The same way I bust police in the head in New York, I bust police in the head in D.C. Now, it's a lot of people, and I'm going to be honest, it's a lot of people that's on this front line. And one of the things that I always say, don't get on this fucking front line if you ain't going to fucking fight. Don't get on this front line if you ain't going to take no hate. Don't get on this front line when the police fucking push up, you push back. If you won't be on this front line and them racist ass, nasty ass, punk ass fucking police are pushing up, you push the fuck up. All right, Rob. You heard well, what the man he, said. Someone, someone needs to put a Louisville Slugger to his head. And then some. <laughs> yeah, I mean that that's just wrong that he got that far to get that out. And and unfortunately, there's yeah. people there listening to him. Yeah. Now the person who recorded this, his name is Brandon Leslie. Uh, he he was actually on Hannity recently, and that clip was provide was actually played. Of course, they had to bleep the swearing, but he was on with Hannity about this. Now let me point something out. Brendan Leslie was standing so far back that he was at least, I'd, I'd estimate, a quarter of a block away. Wow. And you heard how loud this guy was. In the video, you could see the people lined up in front to, you know, to listen to him, but when you, when, you looked, when you try to look at the guy who's on the stage talking, it's hard to make him out because he's that far away. But yet the, the microphone was loud enough to be heard. Okay? Which means yeah. the police heard it. They had to have. And where did this take now, place? This was in Washington, D.C. Okay. Our nation's capital. Yeah. It, and what is wrong with that area? Liberal. I mean, it, what else? It, exactly, but thing is, uh, I mean, they they can control it when they need to. That's what sucks. And this guy got that far, and they didn't stop it as it was. Because you know when that um, when uh, Trump the, the fourth day of the RNC, and Trump had everybody in the you know on the lawn and everything, and and then the poor people walked out of there, and they were just getting heckled by all the rioters. And they did nothing for him, but they can control the situation that allow the the RNC to have their their night there without no problems. But something like this, they they, they can't stop. I mean, come on! I mean, that guy got too far. 
Yeah. And this and this happened. This actually happened this past Saturday. Oh God. Yeah. Jeez, that's this that, past that's Saturday. That it's still that fresh. Well, that oh, guy's yeah. got a big. Tar- he's got a target on his back. Let's put it that way. Well, you know, I, I agree. I agree with your wife when she she said that you know this guy should be arrested. He needs to be picked up. He needs to be put up behind bars. And yes. He does, because not only did he threaten police officers' lives, threatening to kill them, but he also threatened to what? Burn down the White House? Yeah. Uh, and who is and sitting in the White House? Who resi- who's residing at the White House right now? Who is the oh, president yeah. of the United States? Okay. President Trump. That is, yeah. That's threatening the life of a sitting president okay it, like nothing That's it's like it doesn't matter murder president right and, and uh, that that was that was one serious threat and it, it was like it's like um it's it's nothing these fucking people now uh, i've thing, had it <clears throat> it's been said by someone that used to come to this broadcast, that the, the level of violence and everything that's happening in big cities will not happen where he is. In other words, it won't happen in, in the smaller cities and rural towns and stuff. Uh, Want to bet? Uh, yeah, that those are primary. Kenosha's not Kenosha, Wisconsin is not that big of a city. Exactly. And look I what happened think- there. I know someone that lives there too. Uh, this kid I used to know that that came from that area, and when I heard that name, I was like, "Oh my god, I haven't heard that that city in a long time." Because um, he used to he was from here, so when he would say Wisconsin, he would say Wisconsin. Like that, I used to laugh at him for that. But uh, but those kind of cities are perfect; they're prime for that because they got somewhat of a a, a small police force, and if some a group was to come in there like that, what can they do? Nothing. They have to let it ride out, if anything. And, and, these, and, yeah. and these agitators are not from, a lot of them are not from these, these places. They're being bussed in. Yeah, exactly. Well, they showed a bus with the, I guess you'd say the Proud Boys coming in there to Portland, and the bus got um, raided, and they can barely get out of the fucking thing. Yeah, now, I had a, a caller on the line two nights ago uh-huh. uh, who said he, he's, one of the, he's part of the Proud Boys. Out of New, he's out of New Jersey. Oh, wow. So he's, he's going to be going to places like Portland and all this, and uh, he can gather, from what he said, he can gather, uh, I guess, he said something in the neighborhood of like a couple of hundred people. So... You know, there you, there's that. Now, the, now, I don't know that much about the Proud Boys. I don't know. I, I the, the, the two nights ago was the first I heard about it. Okay, so I really don't know that much about the first them. You heard, I don't know what you heard about them. Uh, dude, I may live in New York, but I, I, when it comes to some things like that, I don't hear very much. Okay, I understand. No, that, that's understandable. I was just thinking that. Uh, 
they've been, I guess, because we, we watch a lot of YouTube, and there was um, a couple years ago we were watching a thing about the, the, that group getting together and what they stand for. And, and, and they, they try to stand for something good, but I think they're more of a, oh, we want to say more to incite the crowd too. If they were to get, say, if they were to get control of the situation, I think that they'll, they'll be a little more, mm, a little more forthcoming on things. You know, law is going to be a different way of looking at it with them. They're a scary group. Well, and I'll put you like this. Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, it, no, and then going to. Oh wait, I'm sorry, Brian. Go ahead. My bad. No, I was just going to comment on the Proud Boys because I studied these groups for a long, long time. They're, I don't know, it, I wouldn't call them white supremacists, okay? That's neo-Nazi bullshit like Hitler, okay? These are a group of people, okay, that are, most, well, I think the majority of them is white, okay? They have their group, Proud Boys. The uh, blacks have their group. Black Panthers, I'm sure you've heard of those. Okay. And they're all standing out for the same reason. The Black Panthers are protecting and standing up for their race. Like the Proud Boys are. <clears throat> I can't fault people like that when they stand up for their race. I would do the same thing. I ain't no fucking neo-Nazi or any of that bullshit or Hitler supporter or any of that shit. Hi, Hitler! Yeah, yeah, yeah right, sure. But... I do stand up for my race, okay? I'm white. I'm white all the way down to my fucking balls, let me tell you, okay? I'm so fucking white that I can't even go out and get a suntan. I go from white to fucking barbecue. Get that, okay? So, yeah, if I was in a situation like that, and these idiots are threatening my country, uh, and if I, you know, I would be a, you know, Trump supporter or a, you know, all this pro-police and all this stuff, pro-law enforcement, laws and everything. And these people come in and, and try to fucking, well, you're going to do it our way. Oh, no, we ain't. <laughs> Sorry. No, go go suck your tits on your mom in your basement there, boy. It ain't going to happen. Go ahead. Look, I'm, I'm going to say, I'll say it very clearly. I said this before, Rob. Um, what people need to start doing, I believe, if they're if they're sick and tired of their community being torn to pieces, if they're sick and tired of seeing their their businesses, their livelihoods being destroyed, their communities being burned, I mean, th- I, I saw that one video of a car dealership that was set ablaze. You know. If people are sick and tired of being sick and tired of seeing this kind of crap week after week after week, they need to stand up with the police and tell them, look, we know you, you're, just, you're ordered to just stand here like statues. We're not. We'll make the citizens arrest, turn them over to you, you take them into custody, read them the Miranda rights, Done. <clears throat> yeah, that's I was, great. I like when, I like that too, George. When I was uh, when I was in the in the guard as an MP, I used to I used to carry 
I don't know if it's going to show up or not on camera, but I used to carry this this card. It's the Miranda rights. Okay. Thankfully, I never had to use it. But like in 12-step recovery, we have a saying, better to have it and not need it than to need it and not have it. Well, let me put on my second pair of eyes here because I, I need to be able to read this. For those of you who have never been arrested and wonder what the Miranda rights are that, that the police have to read when you're placed under arrest, it states the following. You have the right to remain silent. Anything you say can be used against you in a court of law. You have the right to consult an attorney before questioning. You have the right to have your attorney present with you during questioning. If you cannot afford an attorney, one will be appointed for you at no expense to you. You may choose to exercise these rights at any time and not answer at this time. Do you understand each of these rights I have explained to you? And if the person says yes, he goes on to say, now that I have advised you of your rights, are you willing to answer my questions without an attorney present? Most people, if they're smart, they will not answer any questions until they are in the presence of, of their attorney. But some of these Antifa BLM thugs aren't that smart. Obviously, if they're committing riots, looting, public dis- destruction of public property and all that shit, they're not the brightest light bulbs in the ceiling. But I would turn around, I, if it were me, I'd be out there, Miranda rights in hand. I'd have my Miranda rights on my person, because I would always have it in my pocket, and I'd pull it out, and I'd, and I'd and I would have... What I would do is, I would, you know the wire ties, the, the, the rather the, the somewhat large ones that are like about a foot long? I'd have a, a couple of bags of them motherfuckers. Put these guys into a wall, on the ground, whatever it took, wire tied their hands behind their backs, good and nice, nice, and, nice and steady, pick their ass up, turn them over to the police. I read the Miranda rights, but... You need to do it, too. So this way they can't get off on a technicality. They're all yours. That's what I believe people need to start doing. You You want your communities back? You want your towns back? Start standing up with the police and start helping them to clean the streets of, of the of the anarchy, the stupidity. That's the that's that's what I suggest. Whether people actually will do it or not is another story. But that's what I was, that's what I said earlier, Rob. I, I believe you, George. Uh, I'm watching on Vaughn right now, and. Uh, you put that card up in the air like that, I swear your mitts are just huge. You, like, swallowed that thing. And and if you were to read that in front of someone like that, you know damn well I'd just listen to you, okay? Yeah, I swear, Danny, you got some mitts, I swear. <laughs> I believe hey, listen. you. Listen, I've said this before, and I'll say it again. 
if people push me too far, I keep I have a I have a very volatile temper that I keep in check. If my face turns beet red, my neck tighten the muscles in my neck tighten up, and my eyes bulge like they're going to pop out of their sockets. Get the fuck out of my way because the only thing stopping me is either a tranquilizer dart or a bullet. Because once I get my hands on a person, their ass is grass and I'm the fucking lawnmower. But I keep that temper in check. I would hope so because I could see that, George. I swear, you hitting someone inside the face with those nits, I swear the bit's done. And I don't, and, and let me tell you something. I don't pull my punches like most people would. If I draw back and I'm going to punch you in the face, wham, right in the mesh. I hit back in high school. Hey, listen, back in high school, this kid tried to spray liquid wax in my eyes at point-blank range. Liquid wax? That was the first time my temper went, yeah, liquid wax. And that's when my temper, for the first time, went full full bore. I kicked the kid with steel-toed boots on right in, right, in, right in the uprights. For those of you who are wondering where I meant, right in the balls. When he dropped to his oh, knees, what? I started wailing on this kid, and I started punching him so hard. The kid had more bruises than Carter's got liver pills in a bottle. His eyes were blackened. He, I knocked out a couple of teeth. It took six teachers, seven teachers, to pull me off this kid. And even then they were struggling to keep me away from him. (laughs) I learned that with a temper like mine, I better keep that fucker in check. And I have for (laughs) many, many years. There was only one other time it came close. And I caught myself real quick. You know, I tell people all the time, beware if my temper ever goes off the scales. You don't want to be around me when that happens. And people think I'm fucking joking. There are people who think I'm full of shit when I say that. Oh, no, 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 no. I I tell people that straight up. I am one nasty motherfucker when pushed the wrong way. Head for the doors. (laughs) It's like it's, it's like it's like it's like the Beverly Hillbillies. If they ever saw somebody like that, it'd be like I I could see Granny going, Jed, get load up the truck. We're moving back to the hills. This guy's yeah, crazy. I saw, I saw an episode of that show with uh, Jethro, or Jethro had to put the bags in the car. And he literally picks up these big bags and then these suitcases, and he just tosses them in the car. It's so hilarious because you can just see it. And he, one of them hits the door so hard, he goes flying out the door. And uh, what was what, Dad's name? Um, Jed. Oh, Jed. Jed, right? Jed. Yeah, Clamber. Jed. Yeah. Yeah. He just looks that at that Jed. He goes, "He goes, did you have to throw him in that hard?" And he goes, geez, I just threw him in there. You told me to. He's all pissed off when he was doing it. It was great, though. We just tossed these big old bags inside the car. That was a funny you know, show. Back in, back in my youth, when I was a much younger man, I, I, I used to take <clears throat> big cloth bags of laundry and 
toss them across the room just to get them out of my way. And I remember my brother, God rest him, my brother saw me do that one day, and he goes, Jesus, George. Good thing nobody was standing there. They knocked them on their ass. And I'm like, <laughs> when? How? With that? Nah. That's nothing. And I was a scrawny dude at the time. I, was, I weighed like 160, 170 pounds soaking wet. And I picked up sacks of laundry like they were nothing and just went, huh? off you go. Now, I'm 57 years of age. I'm a big dude. But to do that today, <laughs> not happening. I end up. I might end up throwing my back out. Yeah, Just kidding, of course. It, it, it's it's a catch twenty two, you know. When 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 a person has a, a temper the size of mine, when a person has you know has to exercise extreme restraint. But given what's happening in this country, if it ever comes my way, I'm not holding back the whole mecca motherfucking thing. I will defend myself, and believe me, I don't need a baseball bat. I don't need a lead pipe. All I need is these two mitts, okay? One hit from, from, from my right hand, I'll either knock your teeth out or shatter your jaw, or both, if my temper gets that far. And when people think, you know, people think that, you know, I'm, I'm a pushover. Oh, no. I've never been a pushover. After what happened to me in, in 1982, when I, had, when I was assaulted and left for dead, and I had to have my spleen removed in emergency surgery, I swore that nobody would ever do that to me again. You lost your spleen, huh? My brother lost his spleen. Yeah. My spleen ruptured. I was on the operating table. When they took my spleen out, it ruptured right then and there. I spent a couple of months or more in the hospital because I was on, you know, they they didn't know if I was going to live or die. They gave me a 50-50 chance of survival. Damn. I've got a a five-and-a-half-inch long scar on my abdomen that reminds me every day I could have died that day. And believe me when I tell you, I was afraid that you know I was afraid that I, you know that that would have that was that was going to be it that I was going to cash in my chips and gone. When I woke up in the recovery room after surgery, my mother, who had stayed in the ho- who stayed at the hospital for more than thirty three hours, was in the recovery room. I woke up just up from, the, from all the anesthesia and drugs and shit, and I just looked at my mother, and I said, Mom, am I going to die? And she goes, no, George, go back to sleep. Yeah. Well, obviously I didn't die. I'm still here. Yeah. But I swore that I, I would not be a pushover. I would not be a punching bag ever again. Yes, I keep my temper in check, and I have to. Because I know how very, very dangerous that temper is. 
And woe be to any Antifa or BLM thug that thinks they're going to get one over on me. You get one chance. I go down, you better make sure I stay down. If I get up, you won't. I guarantee it. Well, I'm sure. You um, you must have got big plates or something, because that's a lot of monitors got behind you. Uh, that's a video. This is this is chroma key effect. What you're seeing. That's pretty behind cool. Me. That's pretty clear. I found that as, as a part of a background, a video background search for chroma key use, and I, I that this is actually this is actually a newsroom a newsroom video that I'm loop that I have on loop behind my head. Every so often you'll see it kind of jitter. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Just I, I see that. I was saying, that, are you having earthquakes, or is that just part of the, how it works? Because it's like it, it a little bit. Yeah, the way the video that. is. It just looks like the camera. Well, listen, everybody, we're going to get cut off of here in about just under two minutes. So I don't have enough time to do the basic closing for Blog Talk Radio with the rest of the the, the feeds. So I'm going to say it like this. The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast on Blog Talk Radio are that of myself and the callers who join me and do not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of anyone else or blogtalkradio.com or Firefox News Online Productions. Any rebroadcast, transcript, either in whole or in part without the express written permission of Firefox News Online Productions and its owner, that's me, is expressly forbidden, copyright 2020, all rights reserved. Having said that, Y'all be good, and if you can't be good, be careful. If you can't be careful, please, for the love of God, do not name it after me. I'm George Sinzer. For the comments I've made, that's the way it is from my perspective. Thanks to Gunslinger, Rob and Suzette, and please, folks, do come back more often. I miss you guys. No worries, George. We'll be there. Good night. Good night, guys. Good night, guys. Good night, Gun. All right. Yeah, Gun already left. He's already gone. Oh, did he? <laughs> uh, yeah, he already hung up the line and he's already out of the chat room. So, he's all right, happy. folks, we'll catch. I'll be back okay. on Thursday night at 10 p.m. Eastern, 9 Central, and 7 Pacific time on the multiple broadcasting platforms used by the Firefox News Online Internet Broadcasting Network. I'm not going to guarantee wearing a shirt and tie like this again, but you never know. So, Rob, Suzette, thanks for being here. I do appreciate you coming by, and I hope you'll come back again tomorrow night. You got it. Thank you, George. All right. In the meantime, America, for the rest of the platforms, it's time for me to say Arrivederci, Avidarzain, Gesundheit, and that's all, folks. So I think it's a safe bet that I should do this. And play the outro. Here we go. Thank you for tuning in to Firefox News Online. Firefox News Online is a production of Firefox News Online Productions. Any rebroadcast, transcript, either in whole or in part without the express written permission of Firefox News Online Productions and its owner is expressly forbidden. Copyright 2020, all rights reserved. 
You can catch the links to Firefox News Online's broadcast by going to facebook.com slash FFNOIBN. That's facebook.com slash FFNOIBN. For the Firefox News Online Internet Broadcasting Networks. Hey, we'd like to hear from you, so send your comments to comments at firefoxnewsonline.com. That's comments at firefoxnewsonline.com. Also, any stories or topic ideas you might have, we'd like to hear from you. Send to WeReport at firefoxnewsonline.com. That's WeReport at firefoxnewsonline.com. Again, thank you for tuning in to Firefox News Online. I'm George Sinzer. Thank you so much for being here. We'll catch you next time. So let it be written. So let it be done.